0: Hello and welcome to episode 534 of Conversation Street. I am the hostess with the mostess,
1: Gemma. I told Gemma to do her best host voice to start off the podcast I don't know what that today. means. How did, how did that go everybody? Hello everybody, hello Gemma. Oh how about this? Michael.
0: Welcome, welcome. There are cookies there. Would anyone like a cup of tea? Dinner will be ready in a minute. Please sit down. I've arranged no, 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 a, a special that, that screening sort of, of a movie that's only in us. cinema.
1: Oh, oh, fine. Happy August, everybody. We're going to be talking about the episodes of Cory between the 1st and the 5th of August this week, which Or as is, they call it in hmm? French, Oot. Oot. Wait, oui. It's episodes. How do you know how to say these numbers in French?
0: Um, un...
1: <laughs> no, you don't. 10,705... <laughs> To ten thousand seven hundred and nine. Um, and speaking of well, August, the well, my friends are
0: very eccentric with their numbers. I so can't mad. Catravan, what's all
1: about? Um, we're, we're talking of August, Gemma. That means that it is our anniversary month this month, isn't it? Not just wedding. Not just that one. Not
0: just the one Tomorrow is our yeah. wedding
1: anniversary, everybody. In fact, the day that this episode releases is our wedding anniversary. But no, it's also our podcast anniversary. It's our special 10th anniversary of Conversation Street this month. We celebrated it already. It's actually like in two weeks' time, isn't it, that we're celebrating the anniversary proper. But we do oh. have a nice anniversary logo, haven't we? Yeah, if the Queen so can have a year, we can have a month. So that's quite nice. I'm quite pleased how that looks. We had we did a little feature on the Coronation Street blog, didn't we? Glenda asked us a few questions. Yes, you that's might have wrote right, Check it out. Find out about what we're getting up to for the anniversary. What
0: is it? CoronationStreetUpdates.blogspot.com It is. Com.
1: It is that. We talk about all the kind of things we're doing, like going to Manchester. Who'd I think it would be going to Manchester in a couple of weeks? <laughs> you wait You wait until you find out where we're staying, everybody. You just wait. Whoever's
0: return. And that is That's it so far.
1: Room. Oh, but there's also been the quiz, isn't there? Now, I've um, it's all recorded now. It's all done and ready, oh, apart yeah. from we need to do little recording bits in between each of the... Um,
0: of me going, wow, what a great quiz. This is the most excitement I've felt in years. You need
1: to say that after every single pair of wow, contestants that come out, Jenna. That
0: person was really stupid. He well, Didn't I've... know any of the answers.
1: <laughs> I've just um, edited together all of the fa- fan and quiz clips, and already that's like literally fan two and hours. Quiz. The, sorry, the fan and cast bits, and that yeah. already takes two hours. I told up. You, so we're you're going to you add up your extras. It's going to be a, bit to a you, long quiz. It's going
0: to be like a movie.
1: Yes, some of the sound quality isn't great, unfortunately, with some of the cast. But it's fine. It'll be a good episode. Like. Exactly, it's exactly that. So uh-huh. lots of nice anniversary stuff to look forward to. We also had a special thing on our Instagram this week, didn't we? No, yeah, we did. Not necessarily for celebrating the anniversary, but why not include why not? it? Um, hopefully um, some of you are able to join us. In fact, I know some of you are able to join us because we did an Instagram live on Monday where we put up our curry wall. So we're now sitting in our podcasting room. I, it's definitely sounding a lot less echoey, I think, than it I has been we, since we've we, uh, we moved it. in. We finally got rid of the echo in this room because we've filled the wall behind us with um, lots of different um, Coronation Street photos and and bits of artwork and stuff like that. It looks really, really cool. So um, I've also uploaded the recording of it to um, YouTube yesterday. So if you haven't seen about that, go and check it out because it's quite fun. We put up the stuff. We um, we talk about each of the photographs, have a bit of a laugh, lots of Abby rolling about on the floor in the middle of the video. And can I just applaud Gemma on her excellent cameramanship because she had to do... A, uh, she used one phone to film the Instagram live vertically whilst at the same time using the other phone to record it for YouTube horizontally. How's it- it was
0: really difficult, actually, because my hands were sweating.
1: Yeah. And... <laughs> They're starting to get sore after a little while, weren't they? Well, I was
0: holding my hands up as well. <laughs> that was really painful. And then I was also darting backwards and forwards because Michael kept holding the pictures up, tilted towards me, so that they would reflect <laughs> my horrible visage. I didn't
1: do it on to purpose. ZBG. You kept and saying, I kept going,
0: tilt, Move it to tilt, the, tilt the
1: picture. I, don't I, want I to said, interfere before, before we started, I said,
0: can you please make sure... That you don't hold things so that I'm reflected, and you are like, "Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't help." I didn't. know. I think we managed all right. I think it, is so it was. I think it was a really fun video. I really enjoyed doing that with you. It'd be, mm-hmm. I think we said at the time, it'd yes. be nice to do more things like that on Instagram. But I have not got enough There's to not talk a lot about. To do. No, but this this was an, an event in our house. We thought it'd be quite cool. Yeah, you're. We're all just, I'm just sorry house. that we didn't give um, very much notice for it. We kind of said we're doing it in half an hour. So what um, people that were able, plan able to, it, I know I did plan it a while you didn't before. So I'm very very sorry to anybody who. Um, Wasn't able to make it that wanted to, and I pledge to give greater notice for our next Instagram live thing. We had some lovely people joining us, we did. We had some lovely questions asked, yeah. We had lots of comments, people saying how nice our sofa was.
0: Here's just a little tip for anybody who feels like, Oh no, if I go in and they know I'm there, I can't leave because then they'll be sad. You can't tell when people leave. So dip yeah. in, if you like, and bugger off. <laughs> We're not going to know. Well, that's
1: what Jack James Ryan did. Didn't he, was he like, what didn't the say it is this freak? Bye. Can I um, just say one thing? What?
0: About our ducks. Yes. Um Some people have asked ducks. where they came from. And they are a bespoke design from Etsy by this designer. It's Prince Design UK, or one word on Etsy.
1: Prince as in C-E or T-S.
0: Prince. Like Prince Charles.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but... The reason, one of the reasons I picked the, the, these are because the artist is based in Manchester. Oh, cool, I forgot and, that. Um, if you go on there, she's got loads of really beautiful ceramic. She doesn't do the ducks anymore, but there's, she might, she might have enough people want to. Yeah. But she does some really beautiful ceramic. Um, art pieces that I think would look really great in a mansion if you're rich
1: (laughs) well they look good here but except we still haven't cracked how to keep them attached to the wall but who's just um,
0: cracked is the right word
1: (laughs) last night another one of them fell off that's never even fallen off before the big one on the right fell off today luckily um, it didn't decapitate itself or decapitated tailor kate itself and the <laughs> So we need to we need to find a better solution for getting them stuck up there. But anyway, it's really, really fun to do. Thank you again for everybody who has um, who joined us. Also this week podcast wise we also sent a load more of our bottles after patrons, didn't we? Yeah. And pretty much all the patrons that are owed bottles now they're posted off. If you're living abroad, as in America and Canada and Australia, I think we sent one to, um, it still could be like a month before it gets to you because we had to go with the cheap option, but they're on their way. So I hope you're all looking forward to receiving your lovely water bottle. Yep. And that's about all I've got to say. I've got one more thing to say. Oh, have you?
0: Part of what we were doing, part of the reason that we did the quiz Raise money for the Trussell Trust. Thank you to everybody who oh, took yes. part. We've raised £250 doing it that way. But we also have had a couple of people saying, oh, I'd like to donate some money to help you with the, um, with the fundraising. So we've opened a separate kind of fundraising link. We've got £71 so far, so we've raised over £300. Obviously, you're not going to get anything for donating to that part of the... Um,
1: our of our fundraising,
0: But it's a really good cause and um, I know you guys are very generous and um, you also understand why we've picked that charity in particular because of all the horrible things that are happening with the economy and people are suffering and kids are going hungry. It's not right. So Where um, do people go to find this? Well, you can just find it on our Twitter and Facebook. I can't give you a link unless I can. I think I did...
1: HTTPS. Colon forward all slash right. forward slash. Let me find no, it. No people then. will find it. It's all it's right. It's well, just we can... giving. Yes.
0: Um. And I think I did a special uh thing on the end of it. I could do. What's the word? I don't know. Don't worry, people. No, hang will on, find... you've, you've asked the question now. That's better. it. You've asked
2: the question. We also,
1: just while Jim was looking for that, did any, I hope um, a lot of you listen to our "Cory Down on. Under podcast that released a few days ago because that was lots of fun to do. Two hours talking about all things Australia in Coronation Street. Really including good. a lovely chat with one of the hosts from the Nay Buzz podcast, which I always have to be really careful when I say because it sounds pretty much exactly the same as Neighbours, but it's Nay Buzz. Like, what's the buzz? Whoa. Down Ramsey Street.
0: It's like they thought it through. So
1: that was fun. Nice right. to have an Australian voice. Have we ever had, I oh, no, we have had voicemails from Australia. That's yeah, she she because so she's said not really a... above the dollar. Yes, that's not our first Australian best guest on the podcast, compliment. but our first live—definitely the furthest I've ever done um, a, a Zoom call. It's very cool.
0: JustGiving.com/slash/slash. Oh God! JustGiving. <laughs> is this is more difficult than you think it is. <laughs> slash fundraising. If you're on
2: the edge of the Can suits. you shut
0: up? Now I've got to start again, and I can't because <laughs> what was it JustGiving? Yes.
1: Dot-com. Slash.
0: Fundraising slash Conversation Street 10.
1: There we go. 10 with numbers. one oh. Yes. There we go.
0: Well People
1: have better crap. go and donate to that now, after all the effort that gem wants to to find it. I a, would
0: really appreciate spend a, it if Give us if, a 1p or something. A bit... Maybe maybe knock above that £100 mark. That'd be quite good. That'd be lovely. be really brilliant to raise £500, but I don't think we're going to, to get that far. But... Um... More than happy with everything that we've we managed to do so far, and um, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Because even if you don't have any spare cash, that's the whole point we're doing it. People don't have the spare cash at the moment. Just you listening and retweeting us and supporting us means a lot to us. So thank you very much. Would you like me to do a quiz on you? Yes, I
1: would. <laughs> I so I love it this, so much.
0: Um, so before I start, I'm going to need you to donate 25 pounds <laughs> <laughs> to the Trust. Trust, okay? Yeah. Right. Um, this is a Corrie quiz about things that happened between the first and the fifth of August in years ending in a two and I've got the information for the questions from CoronationStreetFandom.com, aka Coropedia. I was
1: just thinking the other day. I can't remember how long you've been doing the quizzes, because when we first started the podcast, we used to just give facts, didn't we, about this is what happened multiples of five years ago, and then once we rotated through, so it must have been after about five years or so, we swapped it out to make you doing a quiz for me, so we might be at the point now where you're asking me questions about things that you asked me questions about five years ago, so have you still kept all your quizzes in the past five years? Damn it. I there you go. I used
0: to write them down, I used to write them by hand.
1: It's fine. Right, come on then, let's go. All right. Did I I got full marks last week, didn't I? No. Didn't I? I
0: don't
1: know.
0: That's oh, the I first didn't. question. How many marks did you get last week? <laughs> first of August, nineteen sixty two. Conceptor goes missing during whose wedding?
2: Oh
1: I don't remember anything about that at all. Who got married in nineteen sixty two? Um uh, <laughs> No I don't know.
0: It was the wedding of Ken and Valerie Barlow. Oh,
1: I did think that briefly. Why you didn't say I didn't it? Didn't say
0: that. Um, where did she go? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, well, no, uh, Jackson's chippy. <laughs> she just really had a hangry. like, for I it.
0: can't be hanging around eating crust sandwiches. Um, she went to the hospital. Why? Because she was pregnant with Christopher, oh. and she is going to give birth. But I, I skipped forward a week. She still would not had <sighs> the baby, so. First of August, nineteen seventy-seven. Hilda attracts admiration for what ability?
1: Oh, seance doing. Yeah, I saw about that one better this week. Yeah, that was um, that was what four years ago, four five years ago.
0: Certainly was not her singing. No. Second of August, nineteen eighty-two. What leads Mavis to make a revelation about what leads Mavis to make a revelation about her, <laughs> revelation about her budgie
1: Harry? Uh, it lays an egg. She lays an egg. <laughs> what's,
0: the, what's the revelation?
1: It's a girl. Yes. A girl bird. It's a bird bird. <laughs> <laughs> 2nd of August
0: 1972. The women of the street are besieged by which mysterious figure?
1: That's really confusing way of saying it. The women are besieged by a mysterious figure in Some,
0: 1972? Yeah. They're,
1: they're being... Can you be a bit more well, specific? Bit more clue, maybe?
0: Um, it involves somebody being accused. Did they all get
1: their periods at the same time?
0: What's the figure? <laughs> What's the mysterious figure? I don't know. Auntie Flo. <laughs> yeah. That bitch.
1: Go on. Well, well I, you try- get- I gave you a clue, I but you are too was... busy
0: making stupid jokes.
1: Go on, say it again.
0: Somebody on the street is accused of being Oh. this mysterious figure.
1: It's like the Weatherfield Peeping Tom, is it? Yeah. Not Stan Ogden, everybody. It wasn't Stan Ogden. It's just a vicious rumour. And that
0: led to a very good scene where Hilda spits on the floor of the Rovers. 3rd of August, 1977. Why does Betty threaten to sue Annie?
1: 1977, Betty threatens to sue Annie. She does. Um, she got accused of... Yeah. Stealing from the till.
0: Well done. Oh, yes. It's because... I can write
1: these sex stories myself.
0: Nellie Harvey... She gossiped to Nellie Harvey... And then Nellie Harvey from the...
1: Uh, Oh, Flying Horse, field Arms, one of them.
0: Laughing Donkey.
1: Laughing Donkey.
0: Um, She started a rumour that that Betty was sacked for stealing. Okay. Who does Hilda hold a seance with? Now, picture in your Um, mind the very famous image.
1: Right, Elsie Tanner was there. Gail was there. Um, I'm going to also say... Susie Birchall? Yep. Um, is there just one more left?
0: One more left. Bet. Yay! Yes. I, I,
1: I'm that not... That was good, m- wasn't it?
0: I'm not really properly...
1: Is that four points or one?
0: Four points. Yeah,
1: call it for a point, maybe. Oh,
0: Why not? What do you mean?
1: No, it's just... I should have got four points.
0: <laughs> I said you got four points, Dumbo.
1: You said I had one point.
0: You said is that four points, and I said yes. Oh, hooray. Didn't I? I
1: don't know. I failed that quiz people switched off yeah are you listening yes
0: third of august 2012 what does tina discover about tyrone
1: oh what does tina discover about tyrone in 2012 going back just before the podcast started
0: what was the big story that we we launched the podcast by discussing the thing that we was preoccupied the preoccupied us
1: i don't know I can't... Oh, 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 it was a Kirsty and Tyrone story back in then, though, wasn't it? Did she find out that he was getting beaten up by Kirstie?
0: He was being abused yes, by Kirstie. 4th of August, 1982. Who opens the S&T garage? Or garage?
1: Who opens the garage? S-N-T.
0: S-and-T. S-and-T.
1: Is that a clue?
0: It might be, unless it's, like, sitting... Sit into Uh, a chair, garage, because we're going to take hours to do it. Brian. Yes. Hillsley, he's the T. Yep.
1: Who was the S? Who was
2: the S? Oh,
1: I'm just going to kick myself when you tell me, because off the top of my head, I cannot remember who was in the garage at the time. Oh, go on, tell me.
0: Ron Sykes. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Famous, famous person no. in history. <laughs> 5th of August, 1992. Who does Kelly Watts go on a blind date with?
1: Kimberly Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought you'd like that. Thanks. 5th of August, 2007. What shocking news does Neville Hawthorne tell Norris?
1: Angela's dead.
0: Angela's dead. Your ex-wife who was a cow... Oh. There okay, go, twelve out of whatever. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good. I mean you got mm. oh no, so I started off on my zeros and got them right. You outside. got an
0: ooh. I go got ooh thirteen. Yeah. Twelve. Lovely.
1: Well done me. I'm quite pleased with that. Who has got a birthday coming up, Jamal?
0: Oh, we've got sixth of August, mm. and I can update this now. We've got writer Vince Powell and also Reese Dinsdale, who will play Joe McIntyre and also directs for the show.
1: Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. And that's our wedding anniversary.
0: Well, Just I don't saying. think he planned that. <laughs> 7th of August.
1: That's why he didn't come to the wedding, innit? not it? To partying himself.
0: I know. Shobana Gulati played Sunita Alahan mm-hmm. and Tina O'Brien, who is Sarah Platt the third, and Helen Flanagan, who is Rosie Yay. Webster II. Happy birthday. 8th of August, producer John G. Temple. 11th of August, director John Gorry. Grey O'Brien, who played Tony Gordon. And Alan Halsall played Tyrone Dobbs. Happy birthday to all, happy all those birthday, people. Send August your cards babies. In now. that it? I've not it. got any more songs to sing, yeah. Let's, That's we'd what We'd better we
1: go on to the next bit of the podcast and Let's do Street Talk. <music> right, so let's get on with our Street Talk then. And uh, I was really happy with this Suits Coronation Street. I thought it was pretty cool. I saw some people that were a bit down on the Bistro storyline, but I thought it was kind of fun. Um... <laughs> yeah it it helped for me the bistro story that the two stars of the story i suppose were debbie and ryan who were both characters (sighs) that i really like both of which are very often you know underused in coronation street and um to have a whole week basically around their antics was a lot of fun for me so um that on top of a few other things uh, made this a fun week so i'm looking forward to chatting about it today and we i don't know, be just
0: getting in a mood because she wanted to sit up there and I wasn't giving her a written invitation.
1: <laughs> she literally, we we can be, any, she can be anywhere in the house, and whenever we come and sit down to record a podcast,
0: she comes, running, she just comes running down the corridor <laughs> saying, "Let me
1: come what? and sit with you in here. You can't have it without me." <laughs> she just loves it. We did have a little bit of a break between the beginning of the podcast and now spoiler alert. We are going to be starting off with the Debbie indebted storyline followed straight up by the next shuttle to Weatherfield because we have <laughs> got a new member of the Shutterworth clan and boy, howdy, is she good. Um, up next is the Timperton storyline, followed by, I have to sing this one, Gemma, Leo, Canada. And that's what I'll be singing when I wave him off. Bye, do you Leo. think that that's the tune? Bye, Leo. Off you, that is the tune. Leo. Leo, Canada. That's how it goes. I know it. I'm in touch with our Canadian Quarante. listeners here. They're going to be inviting me over to do... Uh, been at opening the Super Bowl or whatever you do in oh Canada, God. <laughs> the, the ice hockey. Just I get know. on with it. Um, we are then going to have some leftover stew, which um, got quite interesting today, I thought. Um, followed by um, less interesting summer holiday storylines and the hashtag Candy, which it looks like they are maybe going to be shipping those two now. who would have thought, but um, we only had a little bit of a teaser of that. And speaking of teasers, can I just say? They completely, you know, they got all my hopes up with that little uh, scene of Toya last week, didn't they? Last Friday's episode. I thought, oh, okay, Tragic. this is just building her up to be a big part in uh, the following week. Nothing. Didn't even get to see Toya what? this week.
0: Across. a
1: croc. I happen to know she's going to be featuring quite heavily next week though, but I'm still none too happy with the fact that we didn't get to see her this week. Gemma, um, you are a massive Debbie fan, I, I I mean, I don't know who loves Debbie more out of me and you, but just all week as we were watching this, Gemma was just going, I just love Debbie, look at that, look what Debbie's said. I know, a It's brilliant. The
0: bit where she was just like, saw Ryan and she's like, hey, Ryan, and, and she ran episode, across the road. I was like, oh my god, I love, I love Debbie, and you went, hang on, I missed it. And I said, she didn't do anything,
1: she just, she just ran up she to, just to Ryan Debbie. in a comedic way. Uh, she's so, so good. I- I'm really I mean this is what I was asking for earlier on in the year, isn't it a Debbie story because for the vast majority of twenty twenty two she's been nothing she's, she's been, so good she's just been hidden away just but she's been psyching herself up for this, and I love it today but was
0: definitely a very good episode
1: i I started you know I really enjoyed Mondays and Wednesdays, and at the beginning of this um episode tonight, I was thinking, oh' it's not maybe not carrying on quite so well there's a because it was a Jan McGvery as well um but uh, as the episode progressed you know from about the first third onwards basically when glenda showed up i was like i "I love this episode we will talk about her in a minute Gemma. we have got the um who's gonna
0: do this leftover stew storyline
1: the leftover stew oh gosh uh, that's gonna be you
0: 'Cause I think it should be cool I think we should bring out the fact that there is a bit of mystery meat in this leftover stew. It is, isn't there? And yeah, it's yeah a dead meat. Up dead boy. <laughs>
1: um so this a bistro storyline, I was kind of getting a bit excited about this last week that they may have some kind of Oceans Eleven spin on it. Oh didn't my quite God. go that way. They well, could have done.
0: No. But... The- A lot of people got mad about this.
1: Loads of people got mad about this, and I think it was because it was generally kind of fairly unrealistic about what happened, and um, a various series of um, things that people didn't check, and uh, would that really have happened like that? Fumbling bunch
0: of idiots. But
1: I kind of took this story as like, if I just sit back and don't think at all. I actually quite enjoyed this. So, Gemma, remind us, if you will, what yes, happens Yes, current tree is
0: not always going to be intellectually stimulating, is it? No, but, but that's I mean, fine.
1: I, I learned this week that... Um, oh, what was that writer that Ryan referenced that was also a builder? You know, the Frederick one, Friedrich Nietzsche. <laughs> no, I don't know. Who, uh, <laughs> I was going to say I learned something, but I right, absolutely learned nothing. Because I even knew the Wizard of Oz trivia about the silver shoes and the red shoes, because that's the one I always like to bring out as well. But... Oh well, <sighs> I, I don't think I could uh, hold my own against Sean or Todd, apparently, in A Wizard of Oz. Off
0: or Crentis the dentist?
1: That wasn't Lawrence the dentist, doesn't it? His
0: name could be Lawrence Crentis. You don't know.
1: N- you're just making office references, that' me. Right. Anyway, Debbie Gemma, Debbie indebted. Tell me about her little scheme.
0: Well, she's oh, on Monday. Ryan is all sad because he wants to go uh, to Ibiza, or Ibiza. He wants as to you eat pizza. Uh, I don't think that's what they do there. <laughs> Never been, don't want to go. But Ryan can go.
1: <laughs> I can't think of anywhere I'd less like to go away on holiday to, actually. It sounds I don't think they like let us in. are yeah. too old.
0: <laughs> the impression I get is like it's basically kind of like Blackpool, but everyone's more drunk.
1: <laughs> everyone's drunk, and they're like, and you, sorry, you do a Coronation Street podcast, get foam. back on that plane. <laughs> Apparently, Apparently there are nice places to go as well. I heard
0: that there are some very picturesque and lovely places. I don't think Ryan's going there to sightsee, is he? No. He, he wants to buy... Uh, he, he wants to, He's doing his DJing, isn't he? He wants to do his DJ stuff, and he um, is now beginning to be tempted by the prospect of a heist. I've heard so,
1: Ryan's DJ playlist. It's that uh, it's that Argos music on the iDen, isn't it? Oh, is do, that from do, Ryan do, DJ do, do, Playlist?
0: Why don't we go back to the streaming? <laughs> they love that over there. Go back to the streaming DJ sets that you used to do, money you did,
1: that, you did that once. You first. did it once? It was like we were talking recently on the Patreon podcast about um, getting with it with new technology and everything. We missed that one, didn't we? Yeah, streaming more DJs. DJ. Or we, we basically just said that they often will bring in a piece of technology to you for one episode to make one plot thing happen and then instantly forget about it. But anyway, so I digress. So this is the thing
0: about Ryan? Okay, is that he does? He does have a consistent dream, which is puts him one step ahead of quite a lot of coronation street people who suddenly have a, a dream that's been their lifelong dream, <laughs> but only this week. Yeah. Um, he's always wanted to be a DJ, but he, he really cannot apply himself, can he? He just can't do it. If he wanted can't stick to raise, if he wanted to raise the money to go to Ibiza to um, buy this bar, he could have been doing his streaming sets online and building up a profile and getting fans and stuff. Mm. I can't even remember why he stopped doing it now.
1: I don't know. I can't Probably because Ali went. I just think that it's that it's been a. The biggest waste not to pair Ryan and Michael up because those two, to me, they just feel have, like they would be a brilliant double act. They
0: would just egg each other on so much it would be really good fun actually. Yeah. They'd be great, um, but maybe too successful because we, Corey, like, not kind of needs them to just be idiots that <laughs> hung around the street. Anyway, Ryan that. goes to the bistro and Debbie shares the, the plan for the the big.
1: The, 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 job. the we'll call it a heist.
0: <laughs> Ronnie comes in and the, Brian, it's
1: a, it's the beast robbery. There's the technical name for it.
0: Okay, uh, Ronnie Ryan, Ryan comes oh, in, good. and Ryan's told him that Debbie's got a plan for getting compo money for Ed, and and he's like, oh, how how's that happened then? And she's like, oh, nothing. Don't talk about it. Then Debbie goes and talks to Ryan to Kevin outside the garage, and he says, oh, I'm so proud of you. You're so honest. <laughs> You're so outstanding. You're so successful. You're definitely not a lying, sneaking, near bankrupt fake businesswoman.
2: You're nothing definitely nothing like Ray like Crosby, such again. a
0: crook. <clears throat> and um also don't have to worry about you doing anything crazy like Abby does
1: you're just so dependable and reliable Sorry. this is just
0: the classic <laughs> Corey.
1: one of the things that I one of the many things I love about Debbie but it seemed very consistent with her character this week is when she came into the show she was proper dodgy wasn't she because she, she was working sneakily with Ray Crosby yeah. basically trying to rip off the street knock down the terrace, uh, not the terraces the maze and everything. she's totally lovably nefarious isn't I she I do I like her she's, yeah she's, but she's I, would, like I would never gray. count her her As being a villain, not even in the same no, way as Tracy, yet she clearly, in many ways, she clearly is. It's just she, uh, if she ever doesn't, at, yeah, she's totally out for herself and good for her, so. yeah. But if she if she were, um, I don't know how I was going to end that sentence, Sorry. but I think she's very much, very much acting in character. I love her so, um, she's, she's, she's... No, she's no Kim Tater or anything, is she? We've, we've been saying that we were wanting a female. Uh, Cory Villa and This is not her, but she's yeah, she you're right, she's just out for number one and stuff everybody else. And I think that's very refreshing.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't deliberately get out of her way to hurt people, which
1: No no, she I doesn't.
0: Like. She she's just like, well, you know, collateral damage, whatever. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Us little people we gotta Sorry we're <laughs> <laughs> not, not allowed to gush about how wonderful David. is. Yeah, us little us little people we gotta stand up for ourselves.
0: So um she she kind of looks a bit guilty but not that guilty ryan tells jenny that he's going to sell his dj gear and go to ibiza to explain why he's gonna suddenly have all this money when he's been complaining that he doesn't have any money so he goes to the bistro and they've set up this casino there and debbie's like actually no i've changed my mind this is a stupid idea that is it's off i've decided not to do it anymore and he's like no i've sold i've sold so he has sold his stuff
1: um, I think he t- I think he sold his stuff I'm, I'm not sure why well, I'm he? So- uh, he's,
0: he's trying to go to Ibiza <laughs> to buy into a bar because he wants, wants to be a DJ so he sold his DJ stuff Okay, it Ryan, you're so stupid. And you're not even... Okay.
1: Can I just interrupt once more with Isn't Debbie Wonderful? Her quiff this week, Gemma. Spectacular. <laughs> so, I did it. see gifts from uh, there's something about Mary floating around. <laughs> <the> internet. <laughs> it's very cruel. Oh, I don't but, care. But uh, I she's thought she great. looked amazing. She, and also with so Debbie's stylish. hair, oh, I'm really... still convinced that, you know, under a certain light, it looks pink. And we said this a few times on the podcast now. I'm sure. I don't think it is. I think there's just something funny with the lighting in the bistro that makes her hair look slightly rose goldish.
0: Yeah, de- definitely every so often you're like, is it pink though? Don't know. Is it pink?
1: <laughs> she could pull it off if it was.
0: Hopefully, she comes along to one of the Corrie, uh Star Tours. That'd be amazing. Oh,
1: there is a Star Tour tomorrow. That's just reminding me. A new,
0: is there more than one in August? There's three in
1: August. One of them's tomorrow. Goodness Ooh, gracious it's me! Be.
0: Interesting. You say it like you don't. I you don't. Know. I got
1: no idea. It's like, hmm. no, I don't. Know I really who hope we can find be. out. Yes. I'm
0: sure people will post. Let us know oh, yeah, if you're yeah, going. Will post, yeah. Okay. Right. Shall I tell you what's happening now? Yeah. Back through. to okay. the story. So um, he's like, no, I've already sold my stuff, and she's like, well, too bad, and runs off into the office. She he chases her in there, and they they have an argument, and he says, look, she says, no, a point blank, I'm not doing it. You're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to find Ed's money some other way. <sighs> Evening starts, and Dev. <laughs> Dev comes in. He's wearing his tux. It's double O Dev. Um, Arlie comes in to apologise to Ryan for having to go in the other day. Why? Why bother? This
1: was a sort of story that, like, literally did not need Dev whatsoever. But I think that Dev when they were in. saying, "Who do we have in the casino?" smoozing <laughs> around, and tux was there, they were clearly Dev. Yeah,
0: obviously, <laughs> Dev. Dev was, lives for stuff like this, does not yeah, he? Yeah,
1: him. He was kind of still sniffing around Bernie a bit. Wasn't well, this is a bet thing about something I I loved
0: also. Bernie was wearing the most. Unusual dress, <laughs> don't offend anybody that I've ever seen in my life. It was like a blouson top with lobster print, and then the bottom half of it was leopard print. And she obviously went to the shop. She's like, "Oh, that's dead classic. I need that for the <laughs> casino night." Like, what's more posh than animal print and lobsters? <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. No. So, um, yeah, this is why I like this story. Like, so loads of characters in this. That I I really really like lots of fun comedy characters. So um, yeah, I don't know why Ali apologising for having to go at Ryan. She, you know, why, why bother? You'd just be apologising all your life then, won't you? <laughs> so he says, "Oh, I'm really sad because I was going to go to Ibiza, but now I can't. I can't say why I can't go." <laughs> She's <laughs> like, "Well, you know what? Never give up on your dreams. Promise me that you'll make it happen for yourself." <laughs> oh God, this is the a dream of Robin like the Beast. Right? Monday's episode was full of people unknowingly communicating something to characters.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: James catches Debbie and thanks her for the money that's going to come Ed's way, which
1: is a that's bit right. awkward. That's James' line of the month, everyone. Why was
0: James in it? And also, <laughs> you'd think to yourself, James, mate, your dad's struggling, she's struggling, you are loaded, aren't you? Aren't I you know. rich and famous? <laughs> he is didn't still you, a rich, drive around in a sports car not that long ago did you forget that because I thought it was quite harrowing at the time he doesn't want to give his
1: money he didn't he didn't do dodgy. I understand Electrics it's, it's not hotel. his
0: responsibility to you know but you'd Bank think roll
1: his dad you
0: would think that if you were a rich footballer who had that much money to spare you would go you're right don't worry about it dad and actually how many times have Aggie and Ed been scraping and scrimping yeah. and James is just like I don't know
1: Maybe that's why he's never in it. Maybe like every night he's, he's at the casinos himself or at the Maybe he's got at a posh probably. restaurants or something.
0: Eating lobster.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit he's awkward. Tra- he's,
1: not, he's too good for the beast,
0: Um Debbie gets a text to meet Ryan in the back, and then on the way, Leanne's like, Oh my God, I can barely carry all this money. It's so heavy, even though it's just literally paper money. There's so many millions of pounds. I can't leave it in the safe overnight. Because of all these millions of pounds.
1: It wasn't millions. I'll have
0: to take it to the safe after hours. The
1: after hours, a night safe. They've got, they got a special place. They've got a so special night safe that's
0: down Villain's Alley, probably. <laughs> and then in the kitchen, Ryan says, No, listen, let's do the plan. I really want to go diabetha. And she says, No. And he says, All right, then. What about another plan? What if we cut the power? And then I rob the, the, the safe before Leanne takes it to the night safe. And I'm like, I don't even remember what the plan was originally. Why wasn't it this? Because this seems like a no. Fair the plan, plan was
1: just going to be after it all closes that night. He's gonna and everyone's gone home. He's going to, I know, but pinch the money. They
0: couldn't have done that then anyway. Anyway, so she's like, oh, I don't know. It sounds kind of dumb. And then she goes back out, and then <laughs> the lights go. And she's like tottering oh no around choices. to the bank and go, uh, in the back going, don't panic, don't panic, oh my god. And then Leanne falls over <laughs> and everyone's
1: was, like, was a great moment. I, I think the only reason it happened is just to delay Leanne getting to the kitchen so that Debbie and Ryan could have a few words with each other. But it was a brilliant idea and you're right, having her falling over, the glasses smashing and everybody clapping. Because that's what that's we
0: do what in this, this country. country. <laughs> When me and my, my nan and my cousin went to France um, once and we were in a restaurant in Paris and we were all eating in my own business and then somebody in the kitchen smashed a glass and me and my nan and my cousin went, Rail Okay. And everyone was looking at us like, we were the most vindictive evil people. Like, oh, these
1: English It's it so horrible. the best thing that we hooray when people drop a plate at the it's glass to, glass it's, Isn't it just
0: though? It's not mean. I think it's it comes it's from to like... hide the embarrassment of the person, isn't it? It's like to say, don't worry
1: it feels like it's something that originates at school dinners or something I don't know maybe I
0: don't don't think people drop champagne that much
1: (laughs) maybe (laughs) at my school I was going to
0: say maybe at your posh grammar school
1: Uh, I didn't have a grammar school thanks very much what where did you go oh no I'm talking about my school now I went to grammar school I don't teach at one now
0: no you don't you're not clever enough (laughs) (laughs) right so Uh, light's gone out, Leanne's fallen over. (laughs) Um, Debbie says, right, everyone go to the Rovers. I'm gonna get an electrician uh, to come and sort this out. So Leanne tells everybody and Debbie goes and puts the plan into action. So they all pile into the pub. Ryan and Debbie are there as well. And Debbie says, drinks are on me. And people keep going, I thought you were broke. And she's like, don't worry. Uh, it'll be fine.
1: It was a Bernie, wasn't it, who was taking full advantage of this free she drink somewhere like, a beer right. and a whiskey chaser. And... <laughs> wasn't it nice to have a really full rover? That
0: was brilliant. That was, is that one, of, I don't know. I can't remember if we'd, we'd had that before, but I feel like there are lots of post-Covid firsts being snuck in. To the show at the moment, and it really is nice to see. Yeah, the problem
1: with it is that they've probably been able to do it for a while, but they can only really do it if there's a reason for it. And there was absolutely a reason to fill up the Rovers that night. And... I think think that some of the things that they've put in for Rovers, for for COVID, sorry, like the Rovers, they're like, well, were not too bad when we could only have five people in the room. A bit cheaper from the old extra budget. Let's keep it like that. So I think, uh, sadly, I think it's still going to feel empty for the... uh, I don't know. For the foreseeable future. Who
0: knows? So.
1: (laughs) And Jenny's like, oh, I had to choose tonight to to let Daisy off work.
0: Oh, yeah, she's all uh, rushed off her feet Mm -hmm. fulfilling all these free drink orders. So, Debbie gives uh, Ryan the nod and he sneaks off, he goes to the safe, he starts to fill the bag with cash, and then he attacks the handle with a fire hydrant to make it look like it he's um, broken in, and then <laughs> Leanne... he still hadn't
1: really thought this plan through, had he?
0: No. <laughs> he's a himbo. Leanne comes into the bistro, she's on the phone to Nick, and Ryan has to hide, and then Nick's... Leanne's telling Nick, well, of course we checked the fuse, was the first thing we thought of. She goes into the office and then she's like, "Oh, it is the fuse." Well, yeah, the nice. lights come back on and Ryan's there. Lights come there. on and he's Ryan's hiding, there hiding in the bar. behind the
1: counter, isn't he?
0: <laughs> Debbie asks Ronnie if he's seen Leanne and then he's, he's he says, "Oh, she's gone back to the B string." She's like, ah! "Um." Debbie's... It's a good job Debbie wasn't invested in making money out of this casino because she's got no good poker face, does she? <laughs> Very
1: true.
0: <laughs> Ryan phones the bistro phone. And when Leanne gets distracted by the phone, he, like, pops up and goes, oh, I've just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she he tells her to go and get everyone from the pub while he sets stuff up. So she goes back to the pub and says, oh, Debbie, it was a fuse. So let's get everyone back to the casino. And Debbie says, oh, I'll we'll just cancel it. But Bernie's, like... Come on, everyone. So they all go back.
1: No, Bert, Bernie's there saying, um, I'll just keep on taking your free drinks then, please, Debbie, at the Rovers. And Debbie's like, I- I'm going to be well, bankrupt once more go. if we keep on uh, paying for everyone's drinks here. So, yeah, we better go back and start earning money rather than spending it.
0: So they all go back and it looks like they've pulled the whole thing off. Bye. Everyone goes home. Leanne gets a message saying the cab for the night saves here, so she goes to the bank to get the cash oh no, it's been broken into. David's like, oh no, it's a crime scene. Don't touch it. Uh, There's probably fingerprints of the criminal all over it. And Ryan's like, oh no, (laughs) I forgot to take my book to wear gloves. (laughs) Come on, even OJ Simpson remembered that part, Ryan. (laughs) So Ryan phones the police to report the break-in and then on Wednesday... His
1: mum, the original Bistro Ninja, is just like shaking her head and turning. I'm assuming she's dead at this point. I'm watching down on (laughs) her.
0: Sainted uh, Michelle. Wednesday, Officer Craigie is here to crack the case. And by gum, he's going to get... Bloody hell, if things. I was Ryan,
1: I'd be quaking in my boots at this time. He's like, and oh, no! anybody, not Officer Craigie.
0: He's like, we've got we've, we've got to solve at least one crime this year.
1: <laughs> it's
0: August, we haven't done anything. <laughs> Didn't
1: manage to solve the case of uh, Ted and the Crutch. Maybe this is our this is our it. shining moment.
0: Well, I don't know if you've got Craig... To, they should have got Craigie on it because he's in, good at being in on crimes.
1: Yes, is, not he? Give they? him a
0: cut. <laughs> so he's taking statements. Nick reckons it was probably kids. Debbie says, yes, that's definitely it. It definitely was not. Me, it was children.
2: <laughs>
0: she goes out back and Ryan's trying to call her and she doesn't get, she doesn't answer it. And Ryan's leaving a cryptic message, which is so obvious. He's like, <laughs> you know, you lent me some weights that are really heavy and weighing me down. Can you come and get them, please? Because they're a bit heavy. <laughs> really so weighing on me. So Craig goes around to see Ryan to ask him questions, and he's like, "I don't know anything," which is the most believable thing he said.
1: <laughs> yeah, the lie detector. Yeah, it says, it says he's telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <He> is clueless.
0: <laughs> Didn't say anything. Craig says mm, they must. The, the robber must have known what they were doing. Um, maybe somebody that that they that you all know because they knew how to get in and out really fast. There wasn't very much time for them to have committed this crime. So Debbie and Ryan meet up in the gin and she says, "Look, this is your idea. I told you not to do this. You convinced me to." Um, but and and uh, Ryan's like, "Don't worry, Craig's got no idea what's going on." And I think we
1: <laughs> just, clueless just just as like, each other. dumb
0: and dumber the, <laughs> the crime movie. <laughs> so um, it doesn't even. It wasn't even. Who was it that ends up? Somebody cracks a case, and they say. So, so Ali is like.
1: Ed is is the one that Ed sees
0: Debbie in the street and he says look sorry I'm not I don't I'm not after the cash I want to know how you're doing because I'm really concerned and I'm a nice person Um, have you got the CCTV and she's like well no the power's out so we don't have access to it it wouldn't have been recorded and he's like don't worry I plumbed it into a completely separate a separate circuit and it'd be like oh what a completely impenetrable circuit which the the lights would have been quite handy to have had on that one to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so um he's like yeah you, you can never turn the cctv footage off ever 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 it's like even it in a the switch. case of the nuclear war <laughs> we would have footage of what happened in only in the string." He's, and so he, oh, so,
1: especially around the safe area
0: yeah, so the camera zooms in on Debbie and she's like oh no, and this and this is the bit where you kind of wait for the characters to come up with some ingenious plan that saves them at the last minute, but no neither Debbie nor Ryan can come up with any way of stopping this from happening, which I actually really appreciated and loved, because this is the sort of thing that happens is, isn't it, you sort of watch, watch it and then you're like oh no, and then you'll see maybe Debbie winking at Ryan and holding up a tape that says yesterday's bank robbery (laughs) and then holds up the other tape that says fake (laughs) (laughs) fake Safe and gives it to him, and he puts it in. well sometimes so that they just come happen. up with some
1: lousy excuse, don't they? Yeah.
0: Like she, like she um, goes, "Oh, I'll just turn the turn the monitor on." Oh, he smashed it on the ground. Yeah. And Leanne goes, "Hey!" It it's usually
1: like, "Oh, it's a break cliffhanger," but no, don't worry, it's That's fine. What I mean, but, yeah, it this, wasn't. This it's literally exactly just. Like,
0: it was. Yeah, I love this. Red-handed. Everyone was crowded around watching the CCTV footage, and it's clearly Ryan. That was another thing I was thinking. Oh, it's not going to be. It's going to be blurry, or he would have. Who hi- would have hidden his face or he's well, they the top of the
1: head first? and he's like
0: oh ryan you dumb idiot you weren't wearing gloves you weren't wearing a disguise
1: you... i think i'll just swap cups of tea i think i've got your tea this one's got sugar in there you go my darling
0: so everyone watches and craig's there and ryan turns up and, and just gets arrested criminal masterminds all around <laughs> craig's like
1: craig's like i did it <laughs> like, hooray like i got one <laughs>
0: this was really complicated but i
1: got to the bottom of it i didn't i didn't think to check the cctv myself earlier but it doesn't matter i got, got there in the end
0: yeah the, the um the owner of a failing business tells you that the cctv didn't work and you go well that's a shame <laughs> I won't check.
1: (laughs) I can't remember whether they had a scene earlier of them telling Craig. It doesn't matter.
0: So Craig leads Ryan away and he's like, I was trying to help. I was, I was just trying to help. And Debbie's like, oh, he's gone mad. He's gone mad with crime. (laughs) (laughs) So they disappear. And Ronnie's like, how come Ryan knew what the code was? Does everybody on your staff know how to get into the safe? And then... Um, he says, that also reminds me <laughs> that you said that you were going to do an insurance scam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Oh, bless
1: them. They're not master criminals, are they? <laughs>
0: Debbie's like, I can't believe I you like, forgot like, when I told you what my favorite flower was, but you remembered that?
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 don't, I don't expect any better of Ryan, but come on, Debbie. Debbie was
0: such a stupid... That was the most hilarious thing, just like within seconds, their entire elaborate elaborate scaffold of criminality is dismantled by just pulling the stick out of the bottom of it <laughs> so he heads off she chases after him and gets him in the street and very loudly says no i didn't mean it ryan did it i had to go along with it don't tell the police so ryan's in the in the interview room He gets this bit right he says no comment no comment no comment no comment and the police officer saying, if you gave the money back... It, it's
1: silly because it was literally, we have seen you on the CCTV. Can you confirm that it was you that was doing it? No comment.
0: Yeah, but you should never say anything. Mm. You shouldn't say anything because they'll just use it against you. They even tell you that at the beginning, don't they?
1: Mm.
0: Say anything you say, we're going to hold it against you.
1: It just does make... I suppose maybe it was just because we knew that he was panicking and also guilty as sin that it made... it. It looked to me like it made him look worse.
0: They'll sit you down, Michael, and they say, Alright, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Who is the nation's favourite actor and why do you think it's not David Jason?
1: I think it's Ryan Prescott.
0: <gasps> so he's yes. it's very awkward and uh, yeah the judges will be sympathetic. Don't believe don't believe that. Um, Nick and Leanne are telling Jenny about what happened with Ryan. And she's like, I can't believe it. I always thought he was trustworthy. She's really mad, isn't she? Because he's living yeah, there. Yeah, Jenny's,
1: Jenny's frightened. Of. And
0: um, he's a thief, which is not fun. And she also has her own business. And he could be in there with his sticky fingers in her till, she wishes. Alia comes back to the bistro Disgusting. to fetch Ryan. Um,
1: she's already got, Leo. She doesn't need Ryan. She's he's... already got one beefcake.
0: Mm. Um,
1: Although she is going to be looking out, out for a new one soon, possibly.
0: Possibly. Uh, or some snowshoes. So, Aya um, has been organising something for the bistro that she needs Ryan for, which we'll get to in a minute, and she finds out, when she comes to get him, what's happened. Ryan phones Debbie, and he's a bit miffed, because, I mean, also, where is he phoning her from?
1: It was the police station. It was So,
0: your... he, they're recording him, he's like, Debbie, you told me that this crime would be a perfect crime and nobody would find out. I never know, know how this? those work. You're a stupid, man. I've never you been should, arrested, you so I don't know how these got one phone I've got, call got no thing. idea if they do listen, but you—why would you? Why would you run the risk of standing in the police station, going the crime didn't it, work? It
1: was literally, yeah. Whether or not they're recording it, it was very public area that yes. he was saying. Uh, he, was he was goes, doing
0: Here this. you go, a secret it's a time room." He was, he
1: was whispering. He was whispering loudly, but it was whispering, and that Debbie. means nobody heard.
0: Debbie, you stupid gal <laughs> Um, he says to her, you need to fess up so that I don't get in trouble. Um, and if you don't, I'm going to tell them that you made me do it. And she's like, no, no, none, we, none of us will get the money. Um, we're in it together. You need to not panic. You need to just keep saying no comment. When it comes back to the bistro and he dumps her, dumps, um, Debbie for being a crim. I think that's rude. yeah. I think it's quite charming to be a <laughs> on Coronation Street, not in real life. Debbie goes to number three.
1: Excitement to the relationship, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, doesn't
0: it? It's like, oh, we're we gonna have sex, or I'm gonna steal your wallet. Who knows? <laughs> right, Debbie goes to number three with a check for fifteen grand. Aggie's not impressed because she wants the full amount that she was supposed to get. And then so Debbie rewrites the check, and Aggie Ed's thinking that Aggie's been a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah,
1: Aggie's giving her a glare. Like sometimes Aggie's lovely. And sometimes she is just a well, bit of a coward. She's she? kind of
0: like Debbie, and that she doesn't suffer fools gladly, really. And she's mm. out for, she, you know, she wants her family. What she believes she's owed. Wow. Well, somebody's got to stand up, especially if Ed's being all like, no, don't worry about it, I don't really mind. It's like, well, look, okay, you don't mind now, but when we haven't got any sausages to make that delicious marmalade and marmite anchovy <laughs> cake that you love so much. <laughs>
1: James clearly isn't coughing up, so... Yeah, James
0: isn't going to help us, and Michael doesn't seem to be bringing a wage in, even though he goes to work every day. God knows where he
1: goes. Anyway. He's at the factory, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but how has he not got any money then? <laughs>
1: because he doesn't any work, I don't know. Maybe
0: he maybe he gets commission. Yes. So, um, Ronnie comes in, and Debbie scurries off because she feels embarrassed, um, and Ronnie tells the Baileys that Debbie's too high-maintenance, and they've split up. Ryan gets released and goes straight to Debbie and tells her that um, she, you better have, <laughs> you've written the Monet. So he's like, listen, <laughs> I've decided I'm only going to do this for a priceless write, work of no, art. That's also correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's a new heist that they just organised. Um, yeah, he if wants it's an his original, money. That's
1: going to be much, much more money Mid, than Bit they more be. than that's 15 be more grand. Than yeah, 30 grand. Yeah.
0: So. Um, how on earth was this much money in the safe? That's what I don't understand. How is there, How was there £5,000 at all to begin with? It was a little event in a bistro for where, like a chari- charity. Well, it wasn't charity, was it? It was just a casino night. Yeah,
1: where presumably everybody would be paying with card. As well, we, paying in 2022. With card, I
0: guess. But also, like, are you really going to go down to the local bistro and drop like 20 grand on... The craps table. Yeah, I don't even know what craps is. I assume it's not what I think it is.
1: I mean, maybe it's just the characters that we don't know are mega rich. Maybe they're all loaded.
0: Maybe Double O Dev is like, "Well, you know what? This was supposed to be uh, my kid's uh, university <laughs> fund, but that ain't going very well." Um, so uh, he he she he wants her his money, which is five grand, and she says, "Yes, okay, I'll give it to you." Then Ryan goes back to the Rovers and finds Jenny's packed his bags and left them out on the street. And she says, sorry, I can't risk you being here anymore. Alia comes up and says, what's going on, Ryan? Why couldn't you come to me if you had problems? I thought we were close. And he says, oh, we haven't been close for ages. He looks like he wants to open up to her about the crime, but he can't. So she clops off and leaves him standing alone in the middle of the street. (sighs) Poor Ryan. I love the way he's like... Oh, this—the fact that I'm about to have theft on my record, criminal record—in no way will prevent me from presumably um, emigrating to a foreign country to live on five thousand pounds. Yeah. Does he not realise he could go to prison? Is he not going to go to yeah. prison for this? I well, don't get be- it. He's like, when this blows over, like, what do you mean? Do you, are your friends, Lin and Ibiza, going to be like, oh yeah, we saved you a spot? <laughs> Just don't steal any money from us, though. We've got CCTV as well, and it is on a different circuit. On Friday, the Speed Dog crew are not interested in Ryan helping out with the scheme that we'll talk about later because of what a nasty little tea leaf is. Nick has a go at him in the street and wants his money back. He says, "Um, give me all my money. And he says, look, I made a mistake. (laughs) I'm really sorry. And Debbie's like, you know what, Ryan? I believe in you. I think you're a good bloke. Despite everything, Nick's like, I don't care, give me the money. If you don't give me the money, I'm going to the police. And this is when me and you are like, but you've gone to the police. What? I don't get it. Yeah, what,
1: what new information would Nick be telling him? Then
0: He's like, he stole my money and he won't give it back. And the police are like, oh, in that case.
1: Then, Mr. Connor, we let you on bail last night because you said, I promise that I'm going to give him the money back.
0: <laughs> and when the police are like, yes, we've solved another crime without involving the prison system. <laughs> So, um, Debbie finds Ryan and says, I found a brilliant way to get out of this, but you need to stick to the plan. And I don't know what this plan is, but basically it seems to just involve don't say anything.
1: No, the plan, this is what they, they talk about. Oh, just say episode, it. Doesn't it. Yeah, well, no, no, not, no, they say he, gets, he was coerced into it. Because mm. Debbie goes um, to the, um, I must have written this note somewhere else because it's not here but she goes back to the bistro doesn't she and then gets talking to to Nick and saying oh this doesn't seem like Ryan at all maybe he was conversed into this by someone and at the end of the episode we've got done got that lovely ginnel scene later um, with them walking down there and Ryan's um, done his part of the plan, which is going to the police and saying, Yeah, somebody threatened me and said I had to do this bistro robin for them. I don't know who they were, but they did drop name drop Ray Cosby in there, so it maybe something to do with him. But um that's why I did it actually. Oh, okay. And Debbie's like, Brilliant, you've done a good job. Next thing you need to do is actually your little socks off when you see Nick because um this is the plan he's that mad. we're sticking with now.
0: That's the new plan. Yes.
1: Genius. So, what well, why did people think this was <laughs>
0: Yeah, what's the problem
1: with it? I think a lot of people... Um, uh, I think maybe people didn't like the fact that it was Ryan just being a bumbling idiot and not checking things and and everybody not checking that the CCTV hadn't worked and just taking it as like, oh, of course it wouldn't work with the with the camera off. And probably Debbie would know that the CCTV was on a different circuit, I would have thought. Um, and also the whole stuff like we were saying earlier about... The bistro safe being packed full of cash when actually it wouldn't be. I think there was an awful lot of suspension of disbelief that was needed in this one, but as as you could kind of tell by us um, recounting it, there we just thought it was a jolly little fun ride, really, just didn't silly we? Silly and funny, very silly, um, and also very well directed, might I say, by Matt Hilton this week. And it's funny because we were kind of we were kind of in a bit mean towards Reese Dinsdale in last week's podcast, weren't we, by making fun of his. Zooming mean? Well, we were just saying that we didn't really quite think that some of his directorial techniques quite hit. Okay. Well, we did, didn't we? we? the zooming didn't work so well. But then this I don't week we I had. That. Well, maybe we just thought it. Maybe I said it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I, I I loved all the Matt Hilton stuff this week, and it it was just a, a little more little more subtle. And I just I just love how he manages to find camera angles that nobody else ever thinks of using. Like there was one um when, be, Debbie, yeah, when Debbie Straight
0: Office from the other side of the desk.
1: Yeah, is that like that there was a scene where Debbie comes in through the door, doesn't she, and is like panicking on the other side of the door and there was and there was just the angle there, it's like, Oh that feels bad new and then there was one where she was having to go at Ryan outside um, the bistro doors and the camera was down low looking up to the the corner of the viaduct in the brewery Oh, that looks a little bit new and then like there was this scene at the end of tonight's episode the whole of the Ginnell scene with Ryan striding down the Ginnell and Debbie kind of trotting along after him like Penfold going after Danger Mouse <laughs> and the whole of that scene was one long camera sweep along the wall there it was just really clever it just feels it just kind of feels fresh doesn't it and it makes me wonder what it is that makes Matt, as a director, spot or or think of doing these things that the other people. I guess it's just I guess it's not as easy as you think it is. Maybe it's just actually hard to do. But I appreciated it very much. I loved it. Um, do well, you think... there's
0: definitely different arguments to be had about making your work sort of indistinguishable from other people's... Oh, I know. Or being invisible, you know, like same way that you know some some writers are a bit more obvious. You can tell he's written some things, and some some people. Yeah, more. it's definitely
1: part of the skill, part of being a team member on Coronation Street to, to stick with the norm, isn't it, in the way of doing well, things, different but. Yeah,
0: I mean, and, and uh, that's why it sticks out and it can be quite effective. I just didn't um, think that... When it's slightly different I just didn't think approach. that the kind
1: of stuff that Matt Hilton does, and sometimes he does go further than he pushed it this week, but I don't think that when you do it from a of a funny different angle, that's out there or different enough to make it feel like, no, this doesn't belong in Coronation No, state. I'm not
0: saying it does it. I'm just saying that... Uh,
1: mm. So... um don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm, a bit, I'm getting a bit worried about Ryan I'm thinking how how is he going to get out of this is Ryan Prescott leaving I think I you... was just
0: going to forget he did it and the police will be like "Oh, what's this bit of paper say I can't read it I can't be bothered I'll just <laughs> shred it
1: do you, are you expecting Ryan to be going because he's he's been very underused like we said earlier for a long time now and it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Prescott was like no, let's go this for game of soldiers I'm off and this could be his sad leaving story Um, It could be, but
0: I don't, I don't, I don't think I thought that that is what is happening. But it could very well be.
1: I do. Yeah, like before. I mean, last week I was thinking, oh, is he actually going to go to Ibiza? Um, I just I don't know how he can get out of it really because that even if this plan that Debbie's suggesting now goes through and he's and he's told that he's coerced into it would would that still get him a custodial sentence? I don't I don't really know how these things work. Well, it
0: seems uh, Nick seemed to think that he basically is like in control of the justice system, and if Ryan doesn't give him his money back, he's gonna X Y Z. Yeah, but you think like
1: into the, end of the day, Surely,
0: if you could, yeah
1: they they do deserve to be punished for it don't they
0: well they were trying just because they weren't yeah ryan was trying to defraud the insurance company ryan and it's what actually kind of worse than, than what he's been yeah uh, done for isn't it which is just stealing
1: yeah i think so it, it you doesn't can't seem steal like the sort of thing companies. that you can get doesn't a slap go, on the wrist for
0: you can't steal from insurance companies because it doesn't go the other way around
1: <laughs> i don't like it um no so i think uh, i i'm not really sure how they're gonna get out of this but if it is goodbye to right it would just be, be like oh who
0: cares nick will be like oh well bygones bygones be bygones but my grand's sad so i don't care about money anymore i
1: in the same way i'm though i'm not as worried about potentially losing debbie i think that i don't think she's going anywhere do really you? Hate
0: not. i really
1: I'm like in, in my head. I'm worried for Ryan, but I'm not worried for for Debbie. But I mean, who, yeah, I who you would mean. you say is the the one that's most to blame for this here? Because it kind of was Debbie's idea to begin with, <laughs> but equally he was the one that flicked the light switches, and and she's if she's ever called out on it, she'll say, oh yeah, you know he. I didn't. I, he he's the one that put set the plan in motion, so I had to go along with it. But at the same time, it's like you you're a lot older than him, love. It's your business. You could have said no, 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 Ryan, we're not doing it. Oh look, i have switched the lights back on. I think she or just, just go
0: into the the set into the room and be like Ryan, stop stealing money out the safe.
1: Yeah. So she there, there were there are numerous times in this when she could have. Stopped it.
0: I'm going to say they're both as bad as each other. If
1: you were on the jury, though, Gemma... Yeah, but the
0: jury doesn't have to decide who's worse.
1: Okay, if you were the judge or whoever... If you were God... Right, okay. And you were deciding who to let through the pearly gates... Yeah,
0: i say everyone... Just let everyone (laughs) in.
1: (laughs) I just... I... I, uh, (laughs) It it feels to me like Debbie should be the one that's bearing the brunt of this. But she
0: said, no, I don't want to do it because she felt guilty...
2: That's, yeah, after Kevin's little Kevin chat, Kevin was with like, her.
0: You're a brilliant, upstanding businesswoman. And she's like, Oh, yeah, I am.
1: But she could have stopped it. But she's That's only little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is she going to do? Look how you buff kick Ryan her in the is. Face.
1: <laughs> she, at any point, she could have said, No, I'm not doing this. I'm calling you she out. She's quite it. scary. Ryan, stop. She told
0: me not to do But something. instead, oh,
1: she was okay. like, Oh, everybody, let's go to the pub.
0: Oh, for God's sake! I, okay, I don't. I honestly don't care whose whose fault it is. I know that that you find this interesting, and I'm sure lots of other people do. But um, I, f- I can't. I haven't got anything to say about it.
1: Well, I just hope. I think it's funny. <laughs> I hope they're able to evade justice for a long time because it is a lot of funny. And a lot <laughs> It of funny. is a lot of funny. It is very funny, and 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 very much. I'm sure lots of people are really mad
0: listening to us saying... But I think everybody still does love
1: Debbie. I wonder whether some people are a bit knocked because um, they like Debbie and this story has kind of done a bit of a number on her. She is
0: slowly becoming more stupid the longer that she stays on Coronation Street, but I think that's because of whatever caused the sinkhole. I think that pockets of gas have been released...
1: That were just building up under the Platts house, and yeah, that's why Gail's that's why taken Gail's, the brunt yeah. of it.
0: Gail's been inhaling <laughs> noxious gas for the past 50 years.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know. But no, I, 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 think, I think no less of Debbie now than I did before.
0: No, I, don't, I think she's she's good as a comedy character, and so is Ryan. And the, this the fact that Ryan and Debbie are involved in this kind of clues me into this is not that serious. No. And I shouldn't really you can take it that seriously. And there are loads of plot holes here, like, you know, how come there was that much money in the safe? etc., etc. But...
1: What would what Michelle think? She, I also... Tell but, you what, if this, this better not bring Michelle clopping back to Weatherfield to try and look after her son.
0: We always bring up the the stray ninja, but I really have forgotten the circumstances surrounding what happened. Because I know, I remember she did dress up as a ninja. She was all in black. And then she was behind the counter and I've got this really vivid image of her like rifling literally through the till. Wasn't it and Rana or somebody, Kate that smashed yeah. her over the head with a bottle or somebody something? Somebody hit her. I think it and was then, on the car. But then what happened?
2: I don't and know did And does anyone
0: know that she was the B strain engine because <laughs> no. is, if it's not if it is common knowledge, everyone would be like, Oh, it was Ryan, it makes sense. <laughs>
1: I really don't, I Your really don't know. Your mother would
0: be very proud of you.
1: Um so just last bit before we move on then. Um so Ronnie is uh, and Debbie are now free agents. Should we be worried that Ronnie's going to be making a beeline for Miss Jennifer Connor anytime soon? Oh, wow. Especially with the potential of, bed well, yeah, with, with Leo maybe going off to Canada it. and Jenny staying behind, because I, that's another thing I'm not at all worried about, about whether Jenny's going I'll to go surprised. off to emigrate to Canada. Yes. So I, I've got a horrible, horrible suspicion that um, they might be um, knocking boots before long. <laughs> Do not like this. It's like I've been delaying. How How long ago was it? Was it? It's just over a year ago, wasn't it, that Jenny and Ronnie um, slept together, and I was just think hope was going la la la. No, it's never going to well, happen. Well, I mean, Ron,
0: but... Debbie and Debbie and Ronnie were a bit of a waste of time together.
1: Well, yeah, that's it. It's, it's a, a, another classic Cory romance that they show absolutely nothing of. we we saw a little bit of it in the last few weeks, but certainly not long enough for anybody to care that they've split up. Because <clears laughs> sorry,
0: my main question is, who's Debbie going to end up with? if she's going to good point she's already started harping on about kids
1: yeah oh I don't think she needs anybody
0: no I don't think she does either and I don't think she needs kids she just get a cat I
1: think it's too late for her
0: no you can inherit some
1: don't tell Toya this
0: you just you just marry somebody who's already got them
1: right that was a good story, everybody. I don't care what you think. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the silly. <laughs> we you do, do care you do a podcast and say that it was We do amazing. care
0: what you think. Let us know. No, right
1: do. in. Um, I just I was just enjoying the, the ridiculousness of it. It was silly week. and it's um,
0: I love the characters. And it's campy too. I, I just love how camp uh...
1: Speaking of which, Glenda Shuttleworth <laughs> mm. <laughs> So it took a while for her to come and um, Tony Maudsley on Twitter this week had been saying hey everybody Glenda's coming into Coronation Street on Wednesday look out for a Wednesday's episode and then on like Tuesday you had to tweet oh actually no it's Friday so I was all gearing myself up ready for her on Wednesday we had to wait a little bit longer and I was not disappointed I really like introducing how she was
0: new characters on Fridays did they? they seem to they seem to now like introducing new characters on a Friday and old characters leave on a Monday
1: that Monday is a good day for leaving Weatherfield that's true
0: because the co writer's is like well Monday's crap everyone hates Mondays Monday's boring Mm. everyone's sad let's just keep put the sad things in Monday
1: (laughs) not always sad when people go though to be fair Mm. Um, right Monday then so Sean's a lot of this bit of the story for the week was a bit pointless it's got Sean making a roast for Dylan on Monday isn't it but Dylan can't make it back for tea so everybody else can
0: I just say 90% of the time when anybody on Coronation Street is going to make a special meal for someone you know how okay. this will end? Yeah,
1: badly, and then extremely badly and painfully for George because he ends up breaking a tooth on a piece of pork crackling, doesn't he? Well,
0: we'll give yeah. it to Short. <laughs> That's how that I pretty solve. grim.
1: He looks... <laughs> yes. Did you? I can't remember whether you were watching. Did no. you see him spit to the tooth out no. of his mouth? It's like. Pfft, pfft, pfft. It's, Quite gross, but I suppose it does set him up for what happened later on in the week. Dylan eventually comes back home and he says, "Sorry, I was—I can't remember what his excuse was now." But um, yeah, he—he he, first port was his favourite and everything, and he was actually genuinely disappointed that um, he was that he let Sean down. So um, Wednesday, George is off to the dentist to get his tooth sorted out. But then um, later on, some bloke comes out to, uh, up to him. Over and comes up to Archie. Here, he's back from the dead. Uh, comes up to George outside the funeral pile later, uh, wanting to hear about the premium package. So we're led to believe that this guy is interested in investing in uh, in a top package. For their departed loved one. But actually, he's just some bloke from a rival firm called Rest Easy. Nice name. Um, and he wants to... He's got designs on buying shuttle shuttleworks. Rest
0: Easy is actually a much better name than I originally gave it credit for. It is. It's good, isn't it's it? It's actually... That's it's a proper quite, Corrie name. It's pretty flippant. I don't think I would go with that if I was picking a name. But as far as a comedic... Um, chain of uh, funeral homes goes the thing is Good that
1: it, do, it does make it sound very corporate and chain like and very unfamily business-ish which you can is what rest ch-
0: easy and rest easy yeah
1: George has always prided himself on being honest you know when, when Todd yeah. came in and started working there yeah. and was His... to do all these deals and everything and Shuttleworth was like no yeah. we don't do it this way
0: George's, George's, um, George's freight saying is like, if we're not bankrupt by the time your funeral's over, we'll give you your money back. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. So anyway, this, this bloke ends up scrapping with George in the street because he's kicked him out of the, of well, the building.
0: because George knows this guy's come in for a bit of industrial espionage, doesn't he? To sort of price up yeah. what, what, um, George is about and try to steal some ideas and, uh, maybe convince him to take them on or sell up.
1: Mm. But um but yeah, sadly for, for George, Mrs. Pugh walks up the street and is like, Mr. Shuttleworth. Um luckily Todd is there to take over with with Pugh,
0: her. Pew Pew Biney McGrew
1: Cuthbert Dibbling Grub. Thank you. George explains himself to Mrs. Pugh, who gives him a jolly good telling off because it turns out that she because has been, like, been an old family friend, hasn't she? And she knew him and his sister. Who I think, did his sister even get a mention before today? I'm not sure whether she did, um, since they were little. And she was. She says, "Do you bring shame on the respected name of Shuttleworth? Your your father would be uh, would be appalled at the way that I just found you rude. sprawling on the street."
0: I uh, thought her name was Pew, as in pew pew, or like of the Pew family who invented pews, and so for they're for a rich. Because you have to pay him a commission every time you sit on one.
1: I don't think so, no. I like the idea, though. So Um, when you
0: pass around the collection plate, it's like, 50p for me, 50p for the pews.
1: (laughs) It's not that kind of pew. Okay. Um, He says, look, the Shuttleworth name means everything to me. Sorry, Mrs. P. It's
0: P-U-G-H, by the way.
1: George and Todd are in the pub later and Todd seems very interested in the fact that George is telling them that people like the rest easy rep often don't take no for an answer and they may well be coming back sometime with an even higher offer. And Todd is at home later saying, I've been rooting around in your bins and apparently this <laughs> bloke offered you £400,000 for the business, you nutcase. why did you turn him down? And um, Archie, George, sorry, is saying, no way, I'm not selling out these bloodsuckers. Why
0: should I not? I mean,
1: not a chance.
0: You don't want a, a firm of vampires to take over your funeral business, do you? This is disgusting.
1: Yeah, they'd be they'd be hopping in the coffins, wouldn't they themselves? Be, yeah, they'd be having snooze. naps.
0: Yeah, they so just want discounts on beds. Friday
1: is when it all happens. Todd's worried at the beginning of Friday's episode because he can't find George, and the Pew funeral is happening soon. The Pew funeral issue, like <laughs> then she's, then they see him and he's staggering down the street. It looks like he's totally plastered, three sheets to the wind. Uh, and he kind of he kind of topples over him and Todd and Sean who happens to be there as well have to hold him up but it turns out that he's been um raiding Eileen's medical cabinet for um painkillers for his tooth Don't and he's take taken some pretty potent yet. back tablets that it's she no used a good to have
0: idea. tramadol
1: is that what it was and and, uh, and it's made him um Todd lose his faculties a little bit um, Todd tries ringing around cover for funeral directors, but, uh, but no good.
0: Well, there's the, <laughs> the, the, what's the, the supply, the supply funeral director is not available. It's just
1: like teachers. You can't get a supply teacher for kind enough near, the money these days. No, uh, we literally can't. Really? Um, oh, well,
0: that sounds like a job for me. It could do it. All right, kids, let's watch, watch telly. <laughs> video. At the video. We're out of the video.
1: Mrs. Pugh starts to ring Todd, and Todd's like, oh, sorry, uh, George is unwell, but we, we, we've sorted it, we've sorted it. And then um, she starts turning around the corner. She's like, well, I'm just coming down. We're going to sort this out now. Yeah, she she's wants,
0: marching towards them. She's
1: decided that she wants to have Mr. Pew buried with his trombone now. And No, Todd's, he's
0: going to be um, cremated. Oh yeah, oh,
1: yeah, that's right. They want the trombone in the casket. They
0: want to burn and a trombone.
1: Todd's Trying to say, sorry, we can't really do that. He says that for one thing the the casket was sealed last night, but the uh, the people at the crematorium don't like it. Um but he, he when he sees her um parading down the street, he has to quickly shove George and Sh- Sean into Sean's the hearse. There. Sean squeezes out of the car later to find Todd desperately jabbering away to Mrs. Pugh, who's like who's um She's quite quite an intimidating woman. I quite I quite enjoyed her performance. I thought she was a good old battle axe.
0: I just have this image of like trying to burn a trombone and it making sad noises as the sort of oh. the, the air from the the fire blows around it because it's quite it's quite a lot of wind in there, doesn't it? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Everyone in the commentary was going, "Yeah, that's I love why this they girl. don't do
1: it, just in case." Um, <laughs> so then, then some some Somebody very tell- jolly looking lady rocks up. Her. She's pulling a little um, luggage behind her. It's Glenda on. Shuttleworth, everybody, played by Jodie Prenger, who I didn't know who she was, um, but it looks like we did a little bit of Wikipediaing of her earlier, and she's done lots of theatre and stage, and she's done she actually like. Speaking um, of pipes, like herself, good set. she has been doing a bit of uh, cruise entertaining over the years, um, and she's been on like reality TV shows of "Listen to Me Sing," are I great? And a bit of acting as well in the past. So she's she's an she all, was, all-round showbiz entertaining type.
0: She was in the um, she she originally came to fame um, in "I Do Anything" in two thousand and eight, which mm. I think was the was in it a, a, a thingy to find. Uh, people to be in Oliver
1: I imagine it probably was and be, she right.
0: played Nancy then in, uh, in Oliver oh, okay. the musical and um, she also has been in Annie and lots of other stuff
1: she's done Les Mis she's done tons then spam a lot. She was the lady of the lake. Yes,
0: that's right. Oh. <sighs> anyway, um, I love her. Anyway,
1: I had no kind of preconceptions about what she was like, although I had been told by other people who did know of her previous work that she's going to be pretty awesome. And it turns out that they were completely right. <sighs> and she kind of she she just rocks up and saves the day, doesn't she? She's <sighs> like, "I'll take over here. Don't worry, Missus Pugh because Missus um, Pugh knew her from when they were little shuttling's as well, didn't they? and she she was like don't worry it's going to be fine i'm going to i'm going to sort it don't worry about my dad not being here she even manages to persuade mrs Pugh to pass the trombone down as a family heirloom she is <laughs> like, in control so um oh, i
0: love her so much she, uh, is she the new Abby. Now Abby has turned into a snivelling wreck of a woman who's got a baby to look after. She can't be going around rescuing everybody and breaking into burning buildings and stuff. But, maybe Glenda is now the new hero. Oh what God, think.
1: can you just imagine in three years time, Glenda will just be so- crying, crying buckets every episode. Yeah, not um, George, I just don't feel it in my soul. I can't sing anymore. I'm too sad. <laughs> um, so, she she yeah she takes over. She even throws she's, in a free Ave Maria at the funeral, which sadly we didn't get to see. Can
0: I just also say her getup was amazing. She, <laughs> she looked a
1: brilliant, didn't she? A little top hat like, with a with a little veil there. She
0: she definitely um what's the word? uh appealed to my early 2000s goth very short goth phase lady that's still living inside me who thinks tiny hats with veils are the absolute bee's knees. It she had a little awesome. like she had a little birdcage veil, didn't she? And yeah. a tiny hat and um a cool big old cravat. Um yeah, she? like a black uh, suit. <sighs> oh, I love her. And Bright Red lipstick too. Yeah. She's so glam and she's so beautiful as well. <sighs>
1: You're jealous. I want
0: to be Glenda. You wanna
1: be Glenda. So there they go off to the funeral. What can we... I say
0: also, also I think I think that Nina might like Glenda too. Oh, maybe. I think that Nina wants to be Glenda when she share grows up. They can share
1: fashion tips, should not they? Yeah. Mm. So She can
0: design her clothes.
1: <laughs> Sean and Todd go to the Rovers to prepare for the wake, and then they end up getting into a silly argument over the Wizard of Oz, which was kind of funny. I can't even remember how it started now.
0: I can't remember, but it reminds me. If you, you guys, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's, if you look on YouTube, there's a video called The Wicked Witch of the East, bro. And you need to watch it because it is two men having an incredibly heated argument about The Wizard of Oz. And I I love it when people get very petty about things like this. It's great.
1: They're basically arguing over who's the campus, but it is clearly short. I t- so I don't think that Todd seems to be the sort to have such a, you know, well, he
0: doesn't m- feel massive like...
1: knowledge bank of The Wizard of Oz, apart from from a literary point of view, because he was a bit of a swat when but he was he at school. But he also didn't
0: like the insinuation that he wasn't gay enough to know who wrote *The Wizard of Oz*. Oh, no. I don't. I was like, this is quite funny, but um, I can't engage in these kind of. It's not my humour to joke about. You know. I mean, it's not my, it's not my, uh, thing to joke about.
1: I, I you know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, they can joke about it and I can laugh, but I can't join <laughs> in. Do you see the difference?
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you who can, Lawrence the dentist. Because dishy dentist turns up, who's also a bit of a Wizard of Oz buff himself, don't you know? And Sean is just enraptured <laughs> by really how much bad. trivia he knows about the Wizard of Oz and the, the fact that the guy who played him also played five parts in the film. And when he played... Dr. Marvelo, or whatever he was at the beginning, had a coat with Al Frank Brown's name in the pocket, allegedly. Anyway, it was all a bit silly, but it was kind well, of fun. I and, know. And Sean's going a bit goo goo over him.
0: See, this is how I can tell that I wouldn't fit into this crowd because I'd be there going, Did you hear that rumor about how in, if you watch and there's um, actually one of the little people uh, hung himself from a tray? Ah, I've heard that. Did you hear about that? You'd have
1: have really killed the mood if you'd have walked into the pub there and (laughs) said, well, have I got a fact for you, Sean?
0: Did you know that the lady that played the Wicked Witch um, was hounded for the rest of her life by children, who made fun of her, and also the dog died?
1: Did you know that in uh, the field of poppies scene, it was just a load of asbestos that they They were sprinkling over them, and and it wasn't snow at all? Did you know
0: that the man who was the first um, tin man had to go to hospital because they sprayed him with, like... Chemicals that made him silver but so gave him cancer. There
1: are there are videos online about <laughs> like how awful the darkest the treatments of the, the actors were on the Wizard of Oz. It was is the dark truth of the Wizard of Oz film, isn't and it? um, it's a beloved family classic.
0: Who played Judy the, Garland? Judy Garland's <laughs> like cut, cut and Judy Garland's in the corner like popping pills and smoking and yeah. drinking and everyone <laughs> and apparently all the um the actors who played the munchkin are mm. that what they called yeah um like <laughs> were sexually harassing her i don't know <laughs> no this is true i've heard this i've heard these are rumors please don't sue me munchkin people <laughs> I, think,
1: I think the last of the munchkin I actors think died dead. just i in think the literally everyone who was in so. that film's dead right we're safe then
0: surely surely maybe but yeah, that that would have been me killing the mood in the corner. Me and you go. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh. Don't could use any of those facts. <laughs> so anyway, Glenda then comes in and is like, "Stop chatting up the, the the mourners. We need the um the book of condolence." But then the anyway, the, the book of condolence. The book of condolence. Anyway, the weight goes swimming. I have a question. Mrs. Pew's satisfied. She swans off.
0: There was a picture of Mr. Pew. Yeah,
1: that's makes, what makes sense to, to
0: me. Him. But there was also a picture of the. Um Eiffel Tower cut off.
1: Like was the that? middle
0: of the Eiffel Tower. What was the significance of that?
1: I didn't see that, so I cannot comment.
0: Was Mr. Pugh French? He was
1: half French. Better That's not why be. it was the Eiffel Tower cut off. Ah uh, hmm. Sacre bleu. Anyway, um George eventually starts staggering and he's 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 woken up, he's found a fan of what's gone on. I can't remember what what he said he's been doing in the meantime, but anyway, he's like, Way hey, it's Glenda my sister who you I talk her, about all the time honestly
0: He called her something Glenda. Glenda oh yeah he
1: did didn't I? I can't remember what his little nickname was for her but he didn't call her Glenda which oh that's where the Wizard yes. of Oz conversation came from wasn't it Sean called her Glenda the Good Witch and Todd was like oh no it was Glenda or the other, no or the other way around I don't remember I, I, it is something that when I was trying to think of storyline titles for this week's episode that did cross my mind, I have to say. Anyway, um, we, we we learned that she's a cabaret singer on the cruise ships. Um, she's been kicked off because she had it off with... What was the story that she had? She had it off with somebody on the cruise ship and she cheated on someone else that she was bonking around with. Anyway, she's been... Um, confined to dry land for quite a while so she may well be staying in Weatherfield for the foreseeable future. Hooray! Um, And then anyway um, then Eileen comes in and um, this Glenda tells her that she smells like her nan but in a nice way of course. She's
0: like oh you smell brilliant you smell just like what's that smell? You smell like my nan! Which was hilarious on two levels because number one that was a backhanded compliment and number two George obviously has no no imagination whatsoever for buying perfume.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> He's like, my Nan smelled nice. You can have this. It's <laughs> He's called, called Tweed.
1: <laughs> he probably just kept a bottle of his, his Nan's perfume, didn't probably, he? Yeah. After, after he um, after he buried her, got oh all God. her stuff. Um, anyway, so that that was quite quite amusing. But yeah, what what a lovely first impression. I was I was going into it. I've kind of built up myself to, to to enjoy her, because other people have, but in the back of my head I was thinking, oh, but what if I actually don't like her? What if she's, what if she's annoying funny? Yeah, I What know. if it's the kind of I comedy know, that I was, like, like, thinking, oh, she goodness, gonna really bad. She's going to be really,
0: in your face, annoying, like, everyone must like me, manically energetic yeah that's what I was worried yeah I, I know yeah because
1: Corrie can do comedy very very well it can also do terrible comedy and I was really worried that it was going to go the other way but uh, I was absolutely um, enthralled by her well I was and she was a sort yeah. of act. she was <laughs> the sort of actor that comes into Corrie and immediately I worry
2: Clicks.
1: When no immediately I worry When's she going to leave? How Please long? Don't what go. if she's only a short-term character? What if she's only in the program for it for a year? What? If, I mean, oh, I've got no idea what Jodie's contract is. Whether it's she's no. got a year, one or she's whether it's do, a temporary one. She seems to do one. lots of
0: different things.
2: So. She does
1: seem to flit about all over the place. So I, I'm not for seeing her as being a long-term. But I would unless love it, she, she loves, unless she, you know, unless she decides, no, this is the place that I want to. Yeah, you know, settle up for a while, maybe.
0: I just when I heard, oh, George's got a sister and she's coming to stay, and here, here's here's his sister and she's great. I think I was thinking, I don't, I don't need George's sister. I don't need this character. I don't know what's the point of this character. George's already got loads of people. Don't I don't see the point. I don't get it. I'm not that not that interested. But today I was like. <gasps> George can go. I like her. I like
1: her. She's brilliant. <laughs> See, George has been gradually warming to me. I, I think at the beginning... He
0: didn't like you. That's
1: right, right. I've been warming to him. At the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm not really sure. And there's the whole will they, won't they with Eileen that seemed to drag out forever during COVID times. And uh, and And he sometimes... He he. sometimes, they give him funny stuff to do that doesn't always quite hit for me. But then they've given him some more of the serious storylines recently with the snoring and stuff that have still had the comedic edge and i found that they've worked really, really well and, and the bullying storyline and whatnot. Um, but I, I think that they are they are building a really nice little family unit there. Eileen's been massively underused for, well, since feeling almost, hasn't she? Yeah, definitely. But, but you know, in this unit you've got Eileen... Brilliant, classic Corey legend. Todd, yes, played by a different actor now, but I absolutely think that Gareth Pierce is uh, is wonderful at it. You got Sean, pfft, I love him, so I don't care. Uh, um, <laughs> you've got, you got you now got George, you've got and now you've got Glenda. That is a really strong unit they are, to, to get some good storylines. A lot going. of
0: potential there, a lot of potential. Yeah. Could Eileen become Eileen Shuttleworth? Just so I we don't can know just so we can make them a family
1: maybe, maybe um, I just, <clears throat> yeah I, I don't know I don't know what the reason is going to be for Glenda staying, is she going to move into Eileen's TARDIS home probably, probably yeah um,
0: well because she used to work on the cruise ships and so probably she hasn't got anywhere to stay now
1: I'm kind of interested already as well like can can she do serious is Jodie is Prenner I don't even
0: care if she can, I think she's just great as she comedic
1: is. But the, but then you get you get like Mary, for example, who in many ways is a bit like that kind of character type, who is only there to be loud and funny and oh gosh, I'm a curry writer and I'm writing a line for Mary, what crazy thing can I have her to say? I don't want My Glenda wants. to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want Glenda to go down that route.
0: Well I like I think she's um She's very exciting.
1: I just love how she took over. She was so confident, wasn't she? That whole performance was like, I don't care, this is my first scene on Coronation. I know, Street. she did so
0: well. <laughs> she just like she's been in it forever. She yeah. she imme- and I immediately clicked with her too. She's so charismatic. It's really? She's got a great presence. And um she also had a great introduction too, because like sometimes they'll bring in a character. Um and it was a bit like this, but not to the extreme that the symptoms do where a new character comes in and everybody's like flailing around like a moron and they can't kind of just kind of come in and like take over in a really exaggerated way where she was quite, you know, she just took over, didn't she? She just in a very kind of mm.
1: confident very confident manner. And the the type of entrance that I hate is when somebody comes in and gets on the wrong side of the person who they've supposed they're, they're, to be, they're supposed to be good yeah, they're, they're yeah. getting the good books of.
0: Like you can get lost, you little weirdo. Oh my God, you've just said that to my dad. Yeah. Oh gosh, but we're getting married next week and I really wanted your dad to like me. Oh dear, mm. you're going to have to work hard over the next two days.
1: Yeah, that, that sort of stuff really winds me up. But there was none of that. What, what a brilliant, brilliant Or they try to
0: shag somebody that they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, anything. But this like, was just a character it coming in. That
0: Nick, was it Nick and Tina?
1: Yeah, 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 that kind
0: of thing. Just don't shag people. Um, That's the easiest way around it.
1: Tell you what, we we have got this. This is one of the strongest contenders yet for the Flaming Nora Award.
0: She's come in and she's like, right, everybody, my first episode. I want to put myself up for Flaming Nora Award. I want to put myself up a Up Award, and I want to put myself up for the Right Laugh Award, please. Yeah, we're like, yes, and and why not top last
1: when you're there as well? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're in. You're in the shortlist for all five.
1: I do obviously love Jenny. And it's nice that she's got a story now, but she's been very quiet this year. So it's almost a bit like, you know, we're halfway through the year now. Both Jenny well, and um, and uh, Glenda have got the next four or five months to... To win So Yeah, because, I mean, I, I love Fizz. I'd, I'd give her an extra vote if I could. No. She's been a major player this year, but I, I don't think people are going to be voting in their droves for, for Fizz. Well, this is going to be a two-horse race between Glenda and Jenny. We don't
0: know. Somebody else could dye their hair.
1: They could, couldn't they?
0: Yeah, now if Sean dyed his hair red, what would you think then? Or, or
1: this, we could have Irma Barlow coming back. Oh, please. Maybe. Um, Yeah, so... What do so what you think about the whole... Because we've we kind of... <laughs> there, there were other things that happened in this storyline other than just Glenda rocking up. The whole thing about selling off Shuttleworth is that going to go well, I mean, anywhere? This was like the thing
0: that, that I was thinking, well, okay, I thought this was going to be incredibly significant and take up a lot of time and we were going to have discussions and, and things. No, no. Is it gonna come it's gotta come back, surely? Todd
1: seems to be the sort that and I don't know how legally he could do this, you probably couldn't, but uh doesn't always worry Curry about these care. kind of things. He could be the sort of thing that's saying, Oh yeah, I'm working I am being the you know the proxy here, I will sell sell this to you, you just offered me five hundred thousand pounds. Yes, Mr. Shuttleworth is absolutely fine, look, here's his signature. No, I didn't forge this one. And then he'll try and say to George later, What, I I'm doing it for your best. I was I was thinking don't you about you you want to
0: you. retire they said that they would keep the name Shuttleworth.
1: Yeah. I w- I mean that, that that's a good point. Like who who is supposed to be getting this um Shuttleworth um business when George does when Shuttleworth shuttles off? Because I mean how many years has he got left in it? 10, 15, maybe.
0: Depends on when he wants to retire, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. And then he might not want to there, are, there are no. I mean, I, I say there are no little Shuttleworths, but you know, we didn't know that George existed until two years ago. We didn't know that Clender existed until today. He probably has got five kids. He just hasn't remembered to bring it up yet. But as you know, as far as we know, the, the, the Shuttleworths' legacy will end with him. So Todd, Todd may well say, "Okay, you've had a good run. Yes, the Shuttleworth name is important, but this is five hundred thousand pounds here." Why don't you just enjoy it rather than keeping your principles for the next 10 15 years and then retiring with a maybe a nice little retirement fund? But that's it. So I I totally see that Todd could have a point here. But maybe,
0: uh, maybe um, Todd could become Todd Shuttleworth. I
1: maybe I wouldn't mind it if Todd inherited uh, this business afterwards because uh, he's not going back to his lawyer in, is he?
0: He wasn't a lawyer, though, was he? I I realised this the other day. He was a paralegal or something. Oh,
1: something like that, yeah. A lawyer for ghosts. A lawyer for ghosts, ghosts, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I don't don't think... I don't think that they will sell it, but... um... I'm what sure. I'm sure Todd yeah, will do something. Yeah, they're not going to tell it, but George,
0: Todd it. is going to convince him, or he's going to go behind his back and and do something nefarious, and then George will be very disappointed in him, and then everyone will be mad at each other, and then Eileen might kick everyone out again, and then the next time, next episode, she's making Cumberland pie for everyone.
1: Yeah, um, I mean also. It, how's Glenda gonna be involved in it? Like, I literally, I've got no idea what Glenda is actually gonna do now. Yeah, it's she's Glenda, swanned up and been fabulous, but now what?
0: Yeah, Glenda's like, oh, I'm a, I, I sing on a cruise ship, but she's also a really, really good, efficient, offici official, officiant officiant yeah. at, celebrant. You don't celebrant a funeral. it's is yes, rude. Do.
1: So you don't really celebrant be a celebrant at a funeral. No, it's rude. I know somebody who's a funeral celebrant. No,
0: I, th- I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think it's morally wrong. I think you should cry.
1: Um, so no,
0: so, she, so she's got this skill and she's obviously grown she up and her and George, like, worked with their dad at some point.
1: Mm.
0: But does she have her own business or does she come back? Is she, like, i fed up with singing on cruise ships. Or I want to settle down. Or I want to take my half of the business. Does she own half of the business?
1: Very good point.
0: Is she going to say, oh, you know what, actually, I could take 200 grand...
1: Yeah, 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 maybe. I wonder, do you think we were going to see her singing on the programme?
0: I was disappointed I never got to hear her beautiful voice singing Ave Maria. Can't (laughs) believe
1: it. I'm going to put it out there now Christmas 2022, song at the end of it. Uh, yeah, glenda yeah, yeah. belting it out she's like sorry bell, rita pushes bell, rita over bell, into the rock. snow it's like oh, i'm <laughs> a new
0: redhead around here and you're redhead, yeah. like, get out oh, they, could
1: have, they could have a, they could have a sing-off couldn't they glenda and rita are the christmas yeah, well, special
0: rita will start going <laughs> i'm dreaming of a white," yeah. and then glenda will be like that's boring jingle bell jingle bell jingle bell rock not like the... too
1: late to put that in the christmas script do it!
0: Come on, Corey. We—that's what we've demanded. Yeah,
1: now. So I, I don't know what she's gonna do. Are we gonna set her up with a guy or a lady? We don't know. She
0: said that. She oh no, was... she has. She
1: has. She is definitely into men, isn't she?
0: So, well, she's definitely into men, but doesn't mean she's not into women.
1: I don't know. She'd eat, she'd eat anybody for breakfast. <laughs> like all of the men on Coronation I Street, I don't think any of them could take on Glenda. Who like
0: thinks he could try?
1: Ooh. Dev. <gasps> yeah, definitely. Darren like, hey,
0: baby.
1: <laughs> oh, that could be fun. Oh. I can't remember which other single guys there are on the. Well, Dad's not
0: technically single, is he? Because he's him and Bernie are sort of yeah, on get off
1: again. Yeah, Ronnie who knows. No. Now he's now he's. Free. he does like a redhead, doesn't he, old Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I need to. Put I that think word Leo word might be first. free soon. <laughs> How old do you reckon Glenda's supposed to be? She's. I oh, she seems significantly younger than George, doesn't she? So Archie was clearly very <laughs> active like, up into his uh, into his I late need to life. Keep breeding, what a player! We works. did see that with uh, with Blanche, I suppose. But anyway, we must move on. Um, we love Glenda. Did you notice that? And she here's somebody so that Gemma great. loves, Tim. Tell us about what Tim's been She's getting only up few to. She's a years week. older
0: than us. How old so. is she? She is forty in her forties. In her
1: early forties, she is a, She could be our friend. I think she'd be too scary. <laughs> I think she. I think she'd think we were weird. I
0: don't think she'd like us. I don't think no. she'd like. I'm not her. cool enough for her.
1: <laughs> Maybe she's a massive geek as well. She's
0: too beautiful. Oh. Right. Um, is this my go? I guy? like
1: singing. I duet with her. <laughs> if
0: you guys are going to do that, I'm going somewhere <laughs> else. Is it my go? Yes.
1: Yeah, so You're going to talk about Tim. And his little problem. Well, before, at, before
0: we have that, we have a, another thing to remind us that Faye is having her issues mm. and they, her and Sally do anti-menopause yoga and then they talk about men- the menopause and she says, I, I'm doing soy milk and I don't want to take pills because it's not natural. And then Sally talks to Tim about HRT and then she says, oh, I'm going to show you this thing about HRT. And then she goes to like, what was the website that, um, what was the website that he looked at?
1: Ooh, Tim. What was it called? What, well, the naughty website. Yeah. It was this like naughty videos one oh one or something. It. something like that, I just it? wonder like
0: what is she writing in that HRT comes up with N? Is she like <laughs> oh, no, she natural doesn't. natural HR hang on a minute. No, no, she N... looks through
1: his temporary um, internet I know, files but doesn't it she? Been. That would have been funny.
0: She's like, Tim, this is porn. I can't believe I taught you to read and you've done this to me. If she hadn't taught him to read, then he would never have been able to use the internet.
1: Very true. at
0: porn, so we need to think about. He can.
1: He can now use the excuse. I'm just reading the articles. I'm just reading the stories. It's not doing the (laughs) pictures.
0: Right. So he said I was testing my equipment, and I did it for you, and not for me, which (laughs) I thought was the most hilarious excuse I've ever heard a man use for looking at porn she's very upset about this and she thinks he doesn't fancy her anymore and she gets mad and tells him to go to the casino by himself so he does and then dev tells he goes to the pub and he talks to dev and dev's like leave her alone if she told you to you should just stick around here for a bit longer so he ends up going back home quite late and sammy's gone to bed and she leaves him a note saying that he can stay in the spare room but he doesn't he goes to sleep on the sofa and wakes up there on on Wednesday, and Sally doesn't want to talk to him. rushes out the front door.
1: I hate it sometimes when me and you have little fallouts, and you do this, don't you? And you don't want to talk to me. Like, I I was totally like feeling bad for Tim tonight, thinking, oh, Wednesday, i oh, it's so horrible when that happens. But he has been a bit, he has been a bit um getting behind Sally's back, I suppose.
0: At work, Sally no, Faye can tell things about Sally, so she says, "Oh, is something wrong with you?" and um and there's something wrong with you and dad and Sally's like, oh, well, not if you ask your dad, he's loving life so Faye goes to talk to Tim and says, you need to sort it out because Sally was going on and on and moaning all the time and she's got a on, you need to whatever you've done, undo it um, she goes into the cafe and Aggie turns up and then Sally Carl is trying to find models for their underwear
1: <laughs> that was a, this is a funny story this is theory. really
0: funny <laughs> but yeah. she's
1: just looking at yeah pictures of scantily clad women in, in well, because they're selling bars, underwear, that's aren't they? They're, job.
0: they're not selling women. They're selling underwear to women, and the women want to imagine that they look like these models. Yeah. So um, she's looking at pretty people, and Sally's like, "Oh, oh, can't believe it! You're looking so degrading. So setting unrealistic beauty standards. And then Tim comes in with a bunch of flowers, and Carla's like, "Sally, you're you've gone a bit crazy. Go go with Tim." Because <laughs> Carla's like, what are you talking... I don't get what do you mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, there, uh, there's probably pictures of women dressed up like that all around the office, aren't there? I mean, they're definitely used to being the, uh, in the underworld heyday, with scantily clad women all over the walls there. But
0: So they go home and they have an argument, because Sally does not like the idea of him doing things like that behind her back. And says that they should be working the problem out together. And Tim says, it's not our problem, it's my problem. And um Sally says, Well, I need some time apart from you. And she says she feels very lonely and uh, she doesn't want to give up on on them as a couple, but she doesn't she's not very happy. So, um somehow for some reason Aggie and Tim go to the gardens together. And he starts to open up to her about how he's having trouble in the bedroom since the operation. And Aggie says he's got some kind of mental block, which is exactly what the whole point of what Doctor Gallus told him was. And also, they went to a sex therapist. Wouldn't they come up with this? They only had, as far as I can tell, they had one session, and the the advice was don't touch each other ever again. Oh yeah. So that didn't go very well. So she says they also had
1: the donkey sanctuary lady. <laughs> she didn't she help. was No help. No. <laughs> these donkeys <laughs> she's are setting like, unrealistic standards for you know like, what size she's like to be
0: honest as far as donkeys go we try to keep them apart from each other because the last thing we need is more donkeys
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um Aki says um what might be at the root of this what, what makes you how do you feel when this happens and um Tim says actually you know what I just get the feeling I'm going to die. I'm going to collapse and die. And he has this breakthrough. And he rushes off to tell Sally that he solved the problem and everything's going to be okay. And on Friday, looks like it worked. (laughs) Because Sally and Tim had a great night. So Aggie sees Tim out the front later. And he's still pretty happy with himself. And he's wearing comedy uh, Sally's dressing gown. And she says, oh, I'm going to be reading my book in the gardens around one. If you want to
1: come and talk to me about what a great night you had with Sally last night, I'd this love to like hear it. This is like
0: the worst chat up line I've ever heard. <laughs> so um, they meet up in the garden and Angie gives him a book about what happens when you die, which is like, you, no, surely nobody knows. How have you, how have you found this? Well, it's just
1: a book about death, isn't it?
0: Which, well, he tells Sally later that it's a book about what happens after you die. It's like well, they've already written it. It's yeah, called it really the Bible.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so he says it's going to be like a version therapy, and it's going to make him feel better. Well, he
1: says that, and that's literally parroting back what Aggie said as well.
0: Yeah, because he, she, that, Sally,
1: yeah. Sally says, "Where, where did you get it from?" And he he's says like, "Oh, he got oh I got it from the library." library. Yeah, so okay. he's being very sneaky and not revealing that he's got a confidant in Aggie. Which...
0: Yeah, which is stupid because it's going to come out. It's when... going to come
1: out, but it makes sense because. Um, wasn't it, he? He was mad when Sally told. I can't remember what happened.
0: Yes, he did Sally like...
1: told somebody or other about their bedroom Gail. problem. Gail, that's right. So if if Tim's, he could he'd be like being a bit hypocritical if he a admitted bit his to problem
0: Sally but... to say.
1: Mm. But well, I, he thinks it's his problem. I, well, but it is both of their issue for together, isn't it? So. It's all going
0: to come out when she opens the book and the dedication page says to Aggie. I mean, from Aggie to <laughs> Tim. Hope this helps you with your boner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I just thought I, it, it felt like Aggie saving the day there with her advice about you've got a mental problem seemed like a very quick and easy solution to it, and it's the sort of thing that maybe he would have thought of before. Or well, I mean, someone the, else would have been. Other people to him. have
0: tried to help him, and you would have thought that they would have been able to come up with this. Where well, it's that simple, but no, I guess not. But
1: I'm Aggie's not happy. Touch.
0: I'm still thinking why are we why are we having this Aggie and Tim. Friendship, Like, I would love to believe that Coronation Street is just trying to promote people have being able to be friends. Well,
2: you
1: know what Pe- <laughs> Peter Barlow did tell other. Ken this week, didn't he? Women can't be friends. He
0: did. No, he said, no, men and women can't men be friends with can't. each other. Yes. Women are perfectly capable of holding <laughs> friendships. <laughs> then men come along and spoil it.
1: Um, I wonder whether it's just going to be a story, maybe it's not going to be an affair, but maybe Sally's just going to suspect they're having an affair. But they kind of already did that story... It, it, it was Anna that was teaching Tim to read, wasn't it? And that's when Sally was it s- Anna
0: or Sa- I it Sally? I thought it was Sally. Oh, it's Sally because she's like no husband of mine's not going to be able to read. You need to be able to have a business. There
1: was uh, there was some there was, there was definitely something that went on around that time where whoever it was with Tim at the time, and he's only been with Sally, hasn't he? Where well, she suspected that he was having it off with Anna Windass or something. I so don't I remember. Think, I wonder whether it's going to be a little bit like that because. Although Aggie has kind of mentioned and dropped it in that things aren't brilliant with her and Ed at the moment, and, and yeah, Ed was giving her funny looks when she was being a bit harsh with Debbie earlier in the week and everything. I I don't know. It doesn't fit. She doesn't seem like the sort of person that would that would drop him for, for Tim.
0: Well, Coronation Street doesn't care about that. Mm,
1: I, I don't know. There was a know. funny
0: scene... Um, uh in was it Wednesday's episode where <laughs> I know what
1: you're going to talk about oh. Sally
0: was uh, scrolling on the laptop and she's going oh
1: oh Ooh, yeah
2: look at that
0: oh, yeah and then it turns out she's scrolling through kitchens. <laughs>
2: that
1: was so funny. That was really, really... That made really, us laugh. That, made, that gave us a proper out loud laugh on the Yeah, that was Wednesday's just Sally.
0: And um, we mentioned it. And then Matt Hilton, who was the director, said that that wasn't in the script, but they thought it was funny, so they put it in. And it, it was. was so it was hilarious. It was so
1: good. I wonder... Oh, I think they could have taken it even further, though. Like, Well, it what, wasn't
0: in the script. There's only so much you can do. What,
1: what I would have liked... To okay, see. right if comment. I was Matt Tell Hilton. I know he likes to get his advice from people like me. Yeah. I might yeah, have yeah. had a scene earlier in the episode okay, good, yeah. that was framed in exactly the same way. Literally, you say like the the table, yes. Tim comes and sits on the seat he opens up the laptop and then he starts making his noises or whatever and, and then you have some really close cuts to his eyes looking furtive and everything. And then they use exactly the same shots for Sally later on. So yeah, it's literally no, a one to one replication of the Tim scene. Yeah,
0: but no, we didn't need and that. And then it
1: just and then the and then the, the punchline is no she's looking at fancy kitchens. Okay. That's why I would have done it, but maybe that's why I'm not no, a director.
0: No, because it wasn't in the script and also the whole point of it was that he didn't need porn in the end. He needed to stop thinking about dying.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know. But he had been looking at it up until just recently. Anyway, I, I thought it was a very, very funny. And I, I don't know whether as many people picked up on it. I don't know. It was great. It
0: wasn't subtle, Michael. It wasn't like a secret joke that only we got because we know that kitchens are <laughs> sexy. <laughs>
1: right. Leo Canada. <laughs> so... I was a bit disappointed. Are you getting more and more
0: embarrassed with that as you go, keep saying
1: it? I'm not, I'm not all of my storyline titles uh, are five out of five zingers, Gemma. We know this. We've been going ten years of these. So this isn't one of my best, but anyway. Go on. I was, I was kind of hoping this week that Leo was going to turn out to be massively dodgy or have some horrible secret or whatever, but as the week went on, I thought, oh, he is doing something honourable, isn't he? Um, So it's a bit sad. boring. Also...
0: I thought he was applying for jobs and he didn't want to take a job because he was making his own craft beer. Yeah, and then he, he mentioned it in his interview and he reckoned that that got them interested. So whatever job he's got now, he's only had it for like a month or two months. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which okay, which I'm Jenny, which, yeah, she brought that up today when he told her that he was leaving it, that he's only just started it. But he's doing some kind of manly he's boring, job. He's doing some
0: boring, supervising... Same job that he was doing before, where he missed a whole sinkhole that swallowed up the street. So yeah. I don't know who's employing him.
1: They're better off without him, really. So anyway, he gets a voice message on Wednesday from someone who's getting married in, at Christmas in Las Vegas. And it's a bring your bring your bird, isn't it? He's
0: BYOB. T- <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And Jenny's so excited about right? it. She's like, oh, it's been so many years since anyone's called me their bird. <laughs> she's um but leo kind of pouring water over it. he's he's seeming he like he's not interested infuse. he's no he's not joining in in her excitement about a christmas vegas well, she wedding starts experience going on about
0: booking flights at christmas to go yeah to go there and he kind of like nah
1: yeah exactly but it turns out that there is a reason for this which we find out on today's episode but anyway um he goes off to work comes back later on covered in muck and um because he's got the, this manly Andrew. job and Daisy and Jenny are there having a laugh at the prospect of Daniel being a roughy tufty labourer like Leo as well because he's not having any luck in the employment department. Yes, because if you
0: had forgotten like I had, he quit being a teacher. You've forgotten that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, because he pushed a kid down the stairs. That's
1: right. And he
0: And he didn't notice that the kids... was that, the that reason? he reason? He pushed the kid down the stairs, and he didn't push the kid down the stairs because the kid was drugging people, but he pushed him down the stairs because he had a vendetta against him. But if he had pushed him down the stairs because he was drugging people, that probably would have been the right thing to do. Mm. So he did the wrong... He did the right thing for the wrong reasons. I think there's more to it than that, but <laughs> yeah, I can't
1: I know, remember. It was <laughs> another one of these stories that was just... It, I was kind of invested in it when it happened and then we just say, and anyway, Daniel's quitting teaching at half time and we didn't even see his last day Honestly, of term or anything and I'm he's really been annoyed. off the radar since then. I'm
0: really annoyed at how much they invested us in his bloody teaching career and him teacher training and sitting around with all these goddamn books all the time and whinging on about it and going into school and forging his relationships with all the students and the, and the teachers or whatever and planning trips and stuff. Just to go now. Nah, I'm sucking this off, and then that's it. He's not doing it anymore. He's got all that. He must have a student loan from doing all this. What, how is he paying this off? Working as a labourer.
1: Mm, I don't know. But anyway, he. Th- this is what he then goes on to do. He says, so "Actually, I, I, could I, be, can, I can. I can be, be a, a rough, man." And so he, he goes off and, and he comes back later on similarly dishevelled and sore and Daisy says look you made your point, well done Daniel, you can be a builder, you don't have to go back again then. and he says no I'm not giving up this easily. So um, he gets up in the middle of the night, we start off today's episode with a nice night home scene. Don't well he's we? been Always staying right over
0: with, with at the Rovers with Daisy hasn't he? Because yes. I was like why is Daniel in the, why and is he's... everyone there? Why is everyone here now? What's going on?
1: <laughs> and he's there in the middle of the night with a, with a bottle of cloudy lemonade for some Reason.
0: Yeah, and taking drugs. Yes. Um because he's hurt his shoulder. But I just want to point out they did explain that Bertie was with Beth and Kirk.
1: Yes, they did. So that's they?
0: why he's suddenly fancy free without a kid. Mm. Also, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't maybe I don't know I don't well I no I don't know enough about it. Surely, being an unskilled labourer, you're not gonna earn enough money to cover your childcare. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, still and got... also your student loans that you've got to pay back now. Hasn't he
1: got that, that house that Oh that yeah, Denise maybe he's renting him. the house out. Yeah.
0: Maybe he he's like, I don't work for money, I work for fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, anyway, who should come in, in also in the middle of the night wearing a very natty suit? But Leo, what's going on there? Why is he, he, why just... is he
0: being so evasive?
1: Exactly. Um, and yeah, he's saying, oh, i have just keep, you, keep your nose out Shut of my up. business, basically. Shut up, Daniel. So, um, but in a, nice on, yeah, in a nice like, way. He kind of he like laughs it off. Away, yeah. So later on, everyone's having a lovely full English breakfast, courtesy of our Jenny.
0: Daisy was eating some kind of horrible oh,
1: granola. Uh, oh, you don't get that figure with sausages and egg, do you? Um, Daniel mentions um, the suit. I can't remember how he brings it up. And Jenny's like, oh, I've never seen Leo in a suit before. I would like to. I bet he looks really hot. Um, but she doesn't kind of pick up on what Daniel's saying, that Leo was doing something suspicious last night. So when, when they're left alone together, Daniel tells Daisy exactly what happened last night and they wonder, is Leo cheating on Jenny? Um, so later on in the Rovers... And
0: worse, not just what? cheating on Jenny, but cheating on Jenny with a posh bird.
1: Exactly. How rude. Jenny admits to Daisy later that she loves Leo. Oh. <sighs> Daisy looks worried and says, "Um, Um, have you ever got any similar vibes back from him? Do you think he loves you? And Jenny says, well, he clearly does love me, doesn't he? And Daisy's like, oh, but he's a nasty, rotten cheat. He's Leo the Lion. That was was almost... That was what the storyline title was going to be if it turned out that he was lying, but it wasn't. Oh. So, um... Daniel and Paul come back um, to the rovers. No, they're at the back of the rovers. No, they're having a drink in the smoking area, aren't they? After a hard morning's work. And Paul says, Oh, I overheard somebody today that it was Leo's last day at work. Uh, and then he goes off for a whazz. And Daniel, oh, no. and, Daniel and Daisy comes over and, and he tells that, uh, her about this latest development that he's just uncovered. Um, so, late-
0: Paul, we know that Paul is a, is a builder.
1: All the builders are working together on this one thing whatever it is well
0: Paul can't work for
1: can't work for Ed at the moment I assume
0: that there's, there was definitely something I missed where Paul was talking about being a manly builder and yeah. I was like Ugh, I don't know what's boring here
1: anyway Jenny has been invited out to the bistro later on a spontaneous date with um, Leo and obviously she's chuffed about this um, but Daisy says, Oh but oh I I d I can't bear this. Um I don't want you to get your hopes up because I think you're gonna get dumped tonight. Yeah,
2: because um, he's quit
1: because he yeah, he's quit his job. Um I think he might be moving away or something like that. He doesn't like want me to go
0: but, to Las Vegas.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um and Jenny's Jenny's like, What the heck? He's leaving his job. Why why would he do this? He's only just got the job. And and um, she's absolutely gutted, but she's determined that she's going Get to find right. out what's yeah. going on, and that she does. In, yeah. a, in the bistro later, she's sitting there, very very miffed behind a massive bouquet of flowers. I love that, this as uh, well. Leo's got her.
0: Nick comes over and he pours like a centimeter of wine into Leo's glass and makes Leo. and Leo's like, go on, pour the rest. And Nick's like, no, taste it. You've got to taste it to see it's cooked. So Leo drinks some of it, and he's like, "Yes, it's wine." And then, and then Nick like gives them an, an inch of wine each, and then says, "Do you want anything else?" And they're like, "No," and he just walks off with the wine. He's like, "I wanted more than that. But that's not even a glass of wine."
1: Yeah, they get a thimble for the each, don't they? Anyway, um, Jenny eventually can't bear to keep this uh, in any longer, and she's like, "Right, Leo." Oh, I've, no. I've heard that you've been sneaking around at night in a suit. What's going on here, then? And he says, "Oh, I was going to tell you tonight." And she thinks that she's going to get dumped, but no, no, he has a new job <gasps> in Where? Toronto, in Toronto, 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 as we were told a few weeks ago by Stephanie. That's how you say it. But he said Toronto, so um,
0: he's going to get kicked right out.
1: Exactly. No, keep him, please, keep him, Canada. Just move somewhere that you can don't say want him back. Anyway, at Calgary. He says, "We're going to. I'm going to Toronto. I want you to come with me." um and then we can this is why i didn't want to book the flights to las vegas the other day because now we can book them from toronto to las vegas and wouldn't that be fun and jenny's just kind of left reeling by this revelation like and the fact why that would i she could well be soon emigrating
0: and also why? Oh.
1: what
0: so many things
1: <laughs> tell me one of them well it's
0: like if you're that serious about this woman why did you not mention that you were applying for a job in canada like, I would be furious just from that basic element of, okay, well, why did you not talk to me about this at all? Why would you assume that I would drop everything? I Does she not own this pub? Yeah. It's like, I own a pub. This is what I've wanted to do. This is where I live. This is like, I've lived, I grew up around here. All my family's it's here, okay. like... Rita's probably gonna die any minute. Can't leave her.
1: Can't can't take. Rita I can't to take Daisy. Other good loser, can't take her to the Las Vegas at least because she'd. Uh,
0: she'd just run off and become a lounge
1: there. singer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she would she'd be on she? The stage with Britney. Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah,
0: and Britney would be like, "She's so cute. I love her. She's like a tiny grandma."
1: I. Um yeah, yeah I,
0: so that's all and yeah and why also j- do they not have people in in canada that totally ignore sinkholes as well <laughs> is it a special skill that only leo has yeah,
1: yeah i um I don't, I don't know what the job is i can't remember but
0: supervising holes
1: i um i i i i i think and I'm still that... a bit
0: mad as well that coronation street has never brought up that really jenny should be a bit mad at leo that he was supposed to be in charge of this sinkhole that killed her
2: ex-husband—that
0: mm. would kind of cause me a bit of grief. I, I would think I would find that quite hard to go. But he doesn't seem to be guilty it. about it as well. Little He's little never bit. like gone. Ooh, my bad. I don't
1: know whether they. Well, that up. not enough I can't for me. Um, I think I guess that Jenny is now sort of. She's only just realised that she loves this guy, and now she has to say, "Well, how much do I love him?" He's still not said he loves her. He has obviously he? doesn't
0: love her enough to consult her about whether she wants to live in Canada. Mm. and also now he's put her in a difficult position hasn't he because she's either going to say no i don't want to go and then make him choose between her and his job
1: yeah like what would he choose please be the job please be the job when when um when he said i've got a new job i was like oh damn because i really wanted you to be a cheating scumbag and then he said it's in toronto and i was like yes brilliant off you go bye Rip up your passport when you get there, Leo. Sorry, this character has just is not just worked at all, has he? He's not in it enough to he's be boring. Has he been in 10 episodes this year? I'll be surprised if he has. He has got no personality whatsoever. Can, I just don't care what Jenny sees in him at all. But he's young up, and buff.
0: If you can sum up a, a person's character by saying he's handsome. That's all you need to know, isn't it?
1: They've not given. I'm not complaining that they've not given him any screen time this year. When he came back, when was it? Last Christmas or so, and swept Jenny off her feet. I was like, oh no, I don't want I don't want Jenny and Leo to get together. But then in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, at least it's not Jenny and Ronnie, which I'm also not too thrilled with the prospect of that still <laughs> maybe on the horizon. But also,
0: can I just say another thing just bring too? bring back
1: Johnny from the dead. Let's just say it's all a mistake and a misunderstanding, and he's actually fine. Where's Johnny's twin brother? That Connor clan is is vast, isn't it? Surely there must be another Johnny Connor lookalike in there
0: um yes surely
1: were you going to say something then
0: I was going to say they brought up quite a lot of interesting stuff like relationship dynamics that does have not been talk- talked about that I can remember recently anyway with other couples that would have been quite interesting for them to have pursued or gone over in a bit more depth you know the like, age what? gap um. and him saying you know her saying well I could never give you children etc etc and you know I'm a bit I feel like um I'm too old for you, or uh, you really want to give up your life, sort of thing. Um, It'd be interesting if Jenny said yes initially because she felt guilty because she's thinking to herself, oh well, because of me, you know. If he if he if we stay together forever, then he can't ever have children because of me. So in mm. that for that kind of tit for tat, then I should go to Canada because that's his dream and I've already stopped him from doing another thing that It's he a wanted. dream that he's had for the past well, yeah, two right. you know what I'm saying? Classic like, curry. There was that interesting, very interesting um, very briefly kind of explored but I think they could have done a bit more of, of it talking about Jenny and, and Leo's actual relationship but it just seemed like Jenny was like oh I feel like I'm a bit old for you and Leo's like well I don't care. Mm. And that was it.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Do you, I... do you
0: not agree with me? Yeah,
1: yeah I totally agree with you. Yeah I agree. They're, they're They've not wanted to develop it at all, this And also,
0: they tried to make him have a personality and he just made crap beer. <laughs>
1: um, I've got no concerns at all about Jenny going. She is not going to go and emigrate to Canada. Maybe she'll go for a little bit and then come back. But even, but I don't think so. Um, Leo, though, I'm do, do you reckon he's going to go? Is this going to be bye-bye Leo? The the actor who plays him, um, uh, Joe Frost, is it? He, he um, his contract's if he was on a year contract, that is, it's going to be up in the next month because he first came into the show in September last year. So it kind um, of all lines up nicely. To be perfectly frank, be going. when
0: Leo said, I'm going to Canada, do you want to come with me? I thought, oh, that's how they're getting rid of Leo.
1: It just seems like a complete nothing of a character, like a total stopgap.
0: Yeah. And then again, when he said that and that thought went through my head, I thought, well, what was the point of Leo? Leo. What did they try? What were they d- trying to do here? Why did they bring it him back? It feels like
1: nothing would have been different in if, the yeah, whole program if Leo hadn't been brought back last right. Christmas.
0: You're completely right.
1: There's been a couple of scenes with him in. It's it's and really also, baffling. I don't know what's gone on there. Have, Something has gone
0: wrong. I have to say that being having a place in the Rovers it is an honour for a character. Okay, so, so somehow Leo's kind of got his feet under the table here. He's not actually the landlord, obviously, but he's dating the landlady of the Rovers. So I feel like he's been kind of put into this position and he hasn't earned at all. Mm. He hasn't done anything with it, apart from brewed terrible beer. Yeah. It just feels like there are, there are other people that could be in this position who are much more interesting and deserve it more than he does.
1: He's a bit like, in that sense, he's a bit like old Charlie Whelan. Do you remember who went out with Bette for a while and took her to the um, Dolly Parton contest? Yeah. The guy with the big trucker. Yeah, Who trucker. was also like, what are you doing there, dating yeah, Bette Lynch? You Hang think, on a minute. You do, don't, do you think you are? You haven't earned this place here. But at least they had a bit of a story and he went off with Tanya Pooley in the end. Yeah. Leo, what is the point of this character, honestly? And... Yeah being in the Rovers is an absolute honour of a position to be in yet still they're not doing anything with Jenny are they, yeah, like, they I haven't. could kind of get it during covid times they're but why haven't they given there. Jenny a story this year they're getting there but I I I, I just don't I don't get why well, they're not giving her oodles and noodles to do More Jenny
0: more Daisy get rid of Leo he's boring Oh
1: yeah D- Daisy is still absolutely loving her the, the the 180 that I've had with Daisy from this time last year is quite spectacular. I know, yeah, I know. I think that every scene that she's in, it's like, oh yes, it's a Daisy scene. Oh, Daisy's going to say something She's here. great.
0: She's even wearing her I, own crown today.
1: I adore Daisy, mm-hmm. Daisy, Midley, more of her, please. Daniel and she's doesn't so great with Jenny her. too. I, I, again, at the beginning of the week, I'd forgotten that Daisy and Daniel were a thing. I just
0: can't. Why is Daniel farting around on a building site? You just know that everyone's there working, and he's like picking up one brick and going, "Oh, oh!" Just imagine the civilizations that have been built, brick by brick, by people throughout the millennia what really is the difference between us and those who built the pyramids? Like, <laughs> shut up, And Osborne. then they poured a
1: bucket of cement over him and that's why he came back like that.
0: Remember when um, they had the hazing when with Gary and that lot of bullying and making that person hold a... Oh, yeah, it was do sad, that to, wasn't it? Do that to Daniel. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Bullying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone. Don't condone it. Really. it. Um, no, but I'd, I'd forgotten what the relationship status was between Daniel and Daisy because, well, you know, they just don't show it. I, the courageous is really, really bad at doing relationships. Sometimes there should never be a time where viewers forget who's going out with who. And but it's not it not just because so I'm pushing much. forty and my brain's not as good as it used to oh be.
0: Idea.
1: It it really happens a lot that you think are, are they friends Are they're going out. You it was like the remember. whole thing with so a billion Paul and Todd all chummy with each it's other. Now that, it's not just that.
0: It's not just it's not just that they don't spend time with each other. It's that they fanny around so much beforehand with do are they. You know, will they, won't they... Have they, haven't they? Are they broken up? They're arguing. Yeah, then it's solved and quickly. Then they get back together again. And then you you can't remember. You remember they had an argument, and you don't remember what it was about, and you don't remember how it ended, but you, and now you're not sure whether they're shagging or not. Yeah. Can
1: you it's imagine, like, back in the day, like, are, 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 are Bet and Alec actually going together? I, I, I can't remember. And and Jack now. Yeah, exactly. What's I can't remember there? what the status is there. Hilda and Stan, are they still together? <laughs> like, Elsie no. and Alan, now. <laughs> yeah, maybe for a little bit with that. One, <laughs> Okay, right, Gemma, over to you for leftover stew.
0: <laughs> that, I have been known to dole that out from time to time.
2: You have?
0: Yeah, on Wednesdays. Yes Means Excited because the Gazette wants to do a feature on the tackling food waste. And I think we mentioned this last um, podcast, but it does seem to me like they've just invented the Too Good To Go app.
1: Yes. Has anyone tried that based on our recommendation? It's good.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it out when we go to Manchester. So don't try it out because I would, you're going to take all the food off me. <laughs> so anyway, um, they want the Gazette want to do a feature feature on how they're tackling food waste. And somehow they've come up with this idea last week, and they've they've this week have created a completely comprehensive and working retail website that sells food, which is like one of the most complicated things to sell because <laughs> you have to sell it immediately. So our
1: Ardy was on the case. Ardy's like, Java. don't worry,
0: I know how to make apps.
1: I'm a, I'm a youth. I know how to do this. We oh, do coding at school.
0: We do this at school, yeah. Um, I, this was part of my Young Enterprise project.
1: <laughs> I did like how Ardy was in it today, but I still don't really get why he was there. No. But I appreciated it all the same. When they were sitting there at the laptop, it reminded me of the slightly hairy kiwi um, <laughs> scene from <laughs> so, last year. It was so, the same angle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so, so um, they're tackling food ways. the Gazette wants to do a story, and they want to take a photo of everybody. Now, this is very familiar to me. <laughs> And everyone wants Stu to, to be in it, he says he doesn't want to be in it. Let's do not be in the photo, okay? Stop taking photos of everybody and insisting that everyone has a photo of everybody. I did time.
1: appreciate, I think I'm right in saying this, when we did our Instagram live this week, there wasn't anyone saying, Gemma, Gemma, we want to see Gemma going in front of the some camera. some people
0: may have done that, I, oh, wow. I just ignored that. Because I'm a Yeti. I can't physically appear on
1: film. I thought you are a potato.
0: Don't ruin a potato it. Potato Yeti
1: i particularly hairy potato.
0: <laughs> right, so. And my wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she's a hairy potato. <laughs> I think do you she's know lovely. What? If I was a hairy potato, I would be on, I would let you take as many photos as you liked because that's quite rare. <laughs> I think I'd be proud of that.
1: Put you in the freak show. Take you back in time to the 1940s. Roll
0: up, roll up to see the hairy potato woman. Hello.
1: <laughs> she knows that. <about laughs> I don't carry. do
0: tricks. Yeah. I just sit here. Um, right, Stu tries to get out of it but Gasmine insists so she coaxes him uh, to speed up to talk to the journalist and he talks about see, this is the other thing, right if you don't want people to pay attention to you don't tell an inspiring story about going from being homeless to being a chef and then helping your community he didn't
1: really want to they kind of of leeched onto him
0: oh, I don't want to tell everybody a story that makes me look particularly good, but as you've insisted, then let me tell you all no, about my to riches. No, he wasn't
1: being like that. And he then was... he
0: gets the guitar and he says, I didn't want to do this, but I can actually play guitar and I'm going to do wonderful." <laughs> On Friday, it's the launch day for the new scheme and Stu's worrying they haven't been published. Are we yet. talking
1: about the Smoothway scheme or Debbie and Ryan's scheme launch at the moment? Launch day, Ryan! <laughs> it's scheme launch day today, everybody. <laughs> Leo's scheme to move uh, over to Canada <laughs> with uh, Jenny.
0: So... It's for the food, Michael. Stu's worrying they haven't publicised it enough. He's scurrying around with leaflets and he's like, oh, people need food and they're not going to know that they can come and get it. Dev's looking at the news online and he gets a bit annoyed because all the stuff is just about Stu and how great Stu is and uh, about Stu's story. And Yasmeen thinks, oh oh God, Stu's going to be mad when he hears about this because he didn't even want to be in it at all. And Stu comes to the pub um, after having spread the word about their scheme and Yasmeen shows him the article and he's really upset. Because he's like, he didn't want it to be about me. And Yasmin says, you should be proud. But he just looks worried. And he goes back to the cafe for a cup of tea. Yasmin goes and finds him and says, uh, see, I see, I do get why you're upset. Um, but, you know, uh, the other thing about it that maybe you're upset about is the, how the article said that we were all lovey-dovey. And Stu says, that's the only thing like, that it's got right, actually. Aww. And then he sings her a song in the he end. So the He same. does and again, out see? the go
1: at the cafe. Yeah. Sweet.
0: <clears throat> so they have the... um. The launch of the, the the restaurant cheap food thing. Oh, Ardy's there um, and they're doing a countdown. And then this woman turns up and she's mad. She's very mad. It's she, Lucy. It's Lucy, his exactly. ex-wife. And she's not very happy. She says, stop bothering Bridget. She doesn't want to talk to you. Um, Yasmin, you've got no... I don't know who you are. I don't know how I guess your name correctly. Um, <laughs> you've got no idea what you're getting yourself into with Stew. He's a murderer. (laughs) As soon as she said this, I was like, "We knew that she was going to turn up and accuse him of something horrible, surely." Mm. Like you knew she was going to happen. Well, he
1: he, he told Bridget last week, "I didn't hurt the young girl." Yeah, I didn't
0: do it. I didn't do it. Right. So you knew that that she was going to turn up and accuse him of something. And I was thinking, right,
1: it's
0: either going to be something really heinous that he obviously didn't do. Or it's going to be something not that bad that it turns out was all just a madcap misunderstanding and series of hijinks.
1: It turns out to be the former.
0: Yes. So he he's murdered a girl. Mm-hmm. Charlie Walter. Yeah. Which sounds like a man with two first names. <laughs> but no, it's a dead... Don't laugh, she's dead. Okay.
1: It's Charlie, it's Charlie like Charlie Jordan, not Charlie like Charlie DeMello.
0: Yeah, not go only is she child. dead, but she's covered in his DNA, which I didn't want to know about before the watershed. <laughs> He's like, I can explain, I can explain. I knew he was going to, literally, as the scene ended, I was going to make a joke. Like, she's going, I can explain. And he literally said the, that, that phrase. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did go to prison, but I didn't do any of it. And Jasmine gets mad at him immediately, makes him leave. She doesn't know what to do with herself. Ali says, just go home. And Yasmin says, no, I need to talk to this Lucy woman to find out what's going on. I don't know. Hope I can find her. She's a librarian. She didn't think to look this up. She just goes straight to the source. She, she finds this woman who's just hanging around outside the...
1: The gardens. Because the she's buses the aren't running or something. Oh, the yeah. the
0: tram stop going, oh, can't get away from here. And then she walks up to Yas, uh, to... Lucy... Yasmin walks up to Lucy and she's like stay away from me and Yasmin says oh excuse me you can't just come up to me and tell me something like that and then expect me not to ask you any questions so she explains Stu came back from the navy got a job in a restaurant a young waitress went missing found her body with his DNA all over it again very mysterious Stu confessed to having an affair with her and then killed her and it broke Bridget's heart and now, please leave me alone. Apparently, Lucy was fine with it. <laughs> She's like, it, I didn't care, but it upset my daughter, and I will not see her sad. So, Yasmin goes back to speed dial, dejected, tells Alia what's happened. Good evidence to Stu, she never wants to see him again. So It
1: was like Jeff after all.
0: Maintaining her air of completely flying off the handle and, uh, just not thinking, like, just going 100% for everything. There must be a
1: simpler explanation to it. But I think this is the biggest bombshell that she's had to contend with so far in this, uh, in this relationship. Did you... I'm
0: just, like, thrilled that I've been predicting all along that he was some kind of evil pervert or something. But he's clearly
1: not, is he?
0: Well, can I just point something out? Like, I don't know how old... Like, hopefully he was young when this happened. Because if he's not, then he is still a pervert because he was having an affair with this...
1: Well, he had a daughter, didn't he? Bridget was still alive when this happened. I know, but
0: the thing is, Michael, many people have more than one child, so they definitely let parents shag after the first one. Okay, okay. So he is allowed to do that.
1: Um... Yeah, I, I kind of, as, as soapy and silly as this is, and, and the storyline had been, you know, not my favourite thing up until this point, this little revelation definitely made me prick my ears up a little bit more. <laughs> it's
0: like, it was like, how is Curry going to write him out of, like, being responsible responsible for this? Is this going to turn into a murder mystery? Well, this is what I
1: think, that th- this is kind of scratching that murder mystery itch for me. Yeah. And it's... And probably I'll be left disappointed by it. It could it... just
0: be like, oh, she just fell over in a pile of DNA and drowned. <laughs> a
1: pile of DNA. <laughs> Why is there a, or a puzzle of Sue's DNA outside Don't the back ask of the restaurant? Any questions? <laughs> but he really likes cooking. But it's interesting the fact that he confessed to it at the time. What a dumbo! Why would he have confessed to well, this listen, girl's murder? Okay,
0: I'm gonna. I've been said a lot of stuff this podcast. I know that people are gonna get mad. About. Because it seems like I'm the only one who says things wrong on here. You say whatever you like. What? As soon as I say anything, I get pounced on by about 500 people. I definitely do. So I will just say, lots of people do confess to crimes that they didn't commit because of the way that they get interrogated or asked questions in a specific way. Or
1: So do you think it's like that? Because you, you are a murder mystery true coup crime expert on this podcast.
0: Lots of people hate to hear this, but confessions actually not very reliable, actually a lot of the time people will say they did crimes and they didn't do them.
1: It's like, was he trying to protect someone else? This is the question. Like, uh,
0: yeah, was he trying to protect someone else? If so, who could it possibly be? I'm going to predict, Twisters, Bridget did it.
1: Do you reckon? Yeah. Suicide? No,
0: Bridget, the daughter. She's the oh. murderer.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. This is somebody else, isn't it? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, That's it could... a
0: joke, because that seems quite stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't know, it could be anything. Did, um... You know, did somebody oh God, just? I got come hiccups. On. I just got hiccups. Did somebody else do it? Some dodgy Rick Nealon type and say, oh, "I'm going to kill this waitress, but, but I'm going to come and kill you if you don't okay. say that it no, was No, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill Bridget. You know, so, so it was you. Oh yeah, maybe. He, oh, that's probably. He probably was protecting his daughter. Of course, wasn't it's going to be
0: something boring. Like oh, I did it for my daughter, and now she won't talk to me. All oh, the irony.
1: Mm. I don't know how. I can't remember how long he was supposed to be in prison for, but. Oh, God, it's, For God's I don't, sake,
0: will you stop doing that?
1: What? hiccupping? I can't help You're it. I'm hiccuping involved, and burping. I'm hiccuping. I've literally got the hiccups. I can't help it. I'm going. This doesn't happen very much on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I presume he's totally innocent. Um, I, I wonder whether this is going to be a long winded one or is it going to be dragged out forever. I kind of. I'm excited by the prospect of a murder mystery thing, like I said, but I, I can't be doing with Yasmeen wailing about being. Um, you know, oh, I was wrong or wrong about him all along. I will never trust anyone again because I've been I've been fed up with that kind of side of you. me for a while, but um, it, what was annoying as well to me today is that he didn't get a chance to explain himself. Beyond it was all a misunderstanding. I didn't Which, do like, it. It wasn't. It me. makes it
0: sound like it's all a misunderstanding. She's not actually dead. I don't understand why people keep <laughs> saying that she's dead.
1: He literally there was he could have. I could... There would been an ample opportunity for him to just say, you know, within a few sentences, yep. this is what happened. Yeah, this or annoys me. write about... her a note, this is what it is. This.
0: Yeah, but she would have ripped it up. This
1: Probably. is what annoys me
0: about stuff like this. It's like, if I was if I was falsely accused of murdering somebody, and then someone said, oh, I've just found out that you did this, and I wouldn't just say, oh, no, I didn't do it. Oh, you don't believe me. Well... I okay, guess I've done I'll enough. i hang my head in shame
1: and then off and I leave. go with my tail between I'd be like, minutes. no,
0: no, no, listen, you've got to listen to me. <laughs> and yeah. I would make them listen because I'd be like, listen, if you don't sit down, I'm going to kill you. So shut up, sit down and listen to, to me explaining. <laughs>
1: you. <laughs> I reckon, do you reckon he's going to go back to sleeping rough again? And then he's going oh, to come into Speeddale the next day saying, <laughs> oh, is, the, is the free food still going? Can I have some, please? <laughs> yes. some onion I, I I do not have a house at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's probably going to be sold very quickly. but um, It's
0: not going to be sold quickly. It's going to be probably drawn out a little bit.
1: At least the pace has been picked up at least now. Um, but before we move on, another great line this week was Dev talking about uh, when he was doing his interview with the favours, saying, um, well, for the first one he was saying, Alahan, just with one L, which is yeah. just a funny way of delivering it. But then he said that, Oh yeah, we're, we're, What did he say? He we're, says we're we're, we're going to be we're
0: going to be net zero by 2017. She says, "Oh, you're going to be net zero by 2017," and he says, "Working towards net zero.
1: Yeah, something on that. It was that was that was very funny.
0: No, I no, no, was right. He no, he said, said, we are net. We are zero. we're we're we're, we're, net, we're net zero company.
1: And she's like, "Tell me more." And then he says, "Working, oh, working towards, towards net zero
0: by 2017." Yes. Yeah. It Finally was, got it. I think It, it was hilarious. It was, it was funnier when he did it. It
1: was definitely funny when he did it. Hashtag Kendi, everybody. So, um, I, I, can't, I literally can't remember anything that happened in this. There was also the, the Jack and Alfie and stuff. Um, Abby is going to have a party thing with Wendy and everybody later. Anyway, Peter catches Wendy on Monday morning and Ken having a bit of a smile at each other when she walks past. And Ken says, look, a lot of water's gone under the bridge now. We we could be friends one day, you know, Wendy, and this is when Peter says, Oh dad, a man and a woman can never just be friends Ken catches Wendy in the street later and invites her in for a sneaky cup of tea together. And they have a lovely chat. Wendy's very apologetic. It seems to me to be a little bit of a retread of the scene that they had a few years ago, which was an excuse to look at a picture of Deirdre going, hello, and saying, wasn't Deirdre wonderful? Did it feel a bit like that to you? Yeah. I don't know what else there was that we didn't get in the last scene, apart from M&S veggie lasagna for two. Um, She sees herself out at the end and Ken looks like, yeah, had a nice chat there, did a good job. And um, Wendy then goes to see Abby for a bit, who's making fun of her, well, she's just kind of teasing her a little bit about crazy sexy Ten Ken tension. So putting the idea into our head that maybe there is going to be a little bit more to that relationship, but the story absolutely falls off a cliff after that and um, we're just left to our own imaginations about what happens there. So, pff, I don't know. Ken and Wendy, Gemma, do you want to see it happen?
0: Um, no, not really.
1: I don't, I mean... Don't mind. I didn't... I, but I'm not gagging what for What did we it, think about... Ken. What did we think about Ken and Claudia? Did we kind of accept that in the end?
0: Yes, I, I think I did. And I'm perfectly prepared to rewrite history if I didn't.
1: I don't... As much as Ken and Deirdre were an iconic couple, Ken's the sort of person that is more likely to be able to move on. And I don't necessarily like the idea where, where I put former character is kind of sanctified and I know that what happened in Annan Kirk Bride dying so young was absolutely tragic, but if they want Ken to move on, then uh, who who are we to stop him? It but, it but it just being with Wendy Crozier, is that a bit a bit like spitting on Deirdre's grave? Maybe.
0: I don't I don't have strong opinions about this particularly.
1: Do you have strong I
0: remember when I remember when um it looked like Audrey and Ken might get together and everyone was losing their minds Oh, everyone over hated that.
1: that, didn't they? Luckily that storyline disappeared. But, I don't know, it's going too slowly to really care about it. Gemma, finish us off with the summer holiday story.
0: Um, you'll be happy, everyone, to know that Summer's robot is still being repaired. Mm. So, on Monday, uh, Summer's moping around on the sofa because, don't forget everyone, like I did, that she's now the but PA at Underworld. Yeah,
1: you forgot at the beginning of the week, didn't
0: like, well, you? What's her job? I was like, oh, well, she go? Oh, she works at the Roys, isn't she? Doing bat buttering. No, Gemma, she's got a job as a PA. And already next week, she's like, it's boring, isn't it, jobs? So I don't want to do it. It's like, guess what, Summer? You've got to do this every day now until you retire. She's getting
1: bullied by Bath
0: uh, Billy says, tough, got to go into work. and uh, I've got an idea to cheer you up. No, Todd's going to cheer up. So he goes and talks to Aaron, who is working in the garage. And he he says, why have you dumped her? Why did you cancel the holiday? Why did you why did you do that? And Aaron says, oh, I did it for a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it would have been, uh, things were moving too fast. And Todd says, well, you've he knocked her confidence and now she's sad. It's like, "Oh, I'm not responsible for her feelings. She's got to get over herself, hasn't she? She's got to learn to get heart... She's got to learn to have heartbreak." I if mean, she's
1: got any long-term future in this soap. She's got to be getting to roll with it. She
0: surely she's learned to deal with this sort of thing when her dad died. Yeah,
2: it's exactly not to the be same. harsh.
0: <laughs> anyway, later that evening, um Summer's watching telly, Aaron buzzes up, he comes into the flat. He says, "Sorry about me being a dick. Didn't mean to break up with you. Want to go on holiday." Found somewhere better that we can go. Edinburgh! Because they've got a cancelled school trip that we can just...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not really. Um, She goes, yeah, I love Edinburgh. And then they have a kiss. And then they start going... blah, 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 blah. And then Billy walks in like, oh dear. And... They look like they're
1: about to start bonking on the sofa. Well, there. she actually
0: seemed quite happy about it. It was before she was being um reluctant. and She didn't like, you know, him touching her. And, yeah. and she felt like, like this time she was actually more receptive. And then Billy comes in. And ruins it, they have a little giggle. They watch telly, Billy goes to bed, I would not have left them alone. Summer tells Aaron that she thought about it and actually I don't want to go to Edinburgh. <laughs> I want to go to Barcelona again. And I will. I promise I will talk to somebody about my problems.
1: Tell you who else was at Barcelona this week. El Mulvaney. She's on a cruise at the moment. And she's been to Gibraltar and Barcelona and today she was in Marseille. <laughs> my ex was looking at me because my extra bit of story there is I'm pretty sure that my head lunchtime supervisor at school is on the same boat as her because he's put in Facebook status updates and he's he's g- he has also place. been to Gibraltar and then he went to Barcelona and today he literally I saw that Elmavaney had posted I'm in Marseille today and I went over to Facebook to look on his and you know, I was not posted an update today and then within the, ne- the next few hours it's like, oh, I'm in Barcelona. So yeah, I think they're both on the same boat together.
0: They're both in the but, same boat,
1: but he just doesn't even know who she is, so I think she's safe.
0: Okay, that's that's the main thing. And he's isn't not going to be
1: harassing her Stalking for any autographs her. or anything.
0: Well, I love Marseille. So Marseille is great. Lucky. Love
1: Marseille. French hate it. Yeah, they think it's they think it's. They crap. think it's a scum hole.
0: Well, that's where we come from. So mm. used to it. Now you've it's also... the weatherfield field of
1: France. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you've also put in something from a different story here.
1: Oh, yeah, I have. Faye and
0: Sally chat Mm. on the sofa. Faye says she thinks things have changed between her and Craig and no matter what he says, he sees her differently now. Oh,
1: yes, I forgot about that. I put that in the wrong place. Poor Faye. Maybe there'll be more of that storyline next week. Um, I have nothing to say about Summer and Aaron because nothing really happened there, did it? So that was a bit of a dark to the end of this.
0: Aaron is Robert Pattinson and this is Twilight. He is
1: quite Robert Pattinson, isn't he? Every
0: time I look at him, I just think he's going to sparkle in the sunshine. Don't go to Barcelona with him because it's going to show you up.
1: Yeah. Right. What we give in this episode, this set of episodes this week, Gemma, quite like Coronation Street this week.
0: I am um, really... Reminded why we're
1: fans of this good show.
0: I thought there was some funny hijinks, some revelations, new character, great stuff. Maybe we're going to get rid of Leo... All in all, not too bad, I'd say. Maybe a th- I'd give it three and a half um, funeral ninjas.
1: Nice, nice. Um, no, I thought... I obviously, thought,
0: character of the week is um, Glenda. Is it?
1: you going for Glenda, not Debbie. I thought I have assured you that Debbie would be oh, a shoe-in before, before, today- yeah.
0: before
1: today's episode. Yeah. I don't know whether, oh, no. you know... Maybe you're right. She's made a great intro, but she was only in it for half an hour of the oh, week. No, can you be character of the sh- week?
0: She's shaken my... Well, you can go
1: for Glenda if you want to. <sighs> Now I feel Glenda. bad
0: if I take it away from her because she's new and that's that's bullying. I don't want to do that.
1: She can take it. She's very confident. She wouldn't care. No, she's got right great off it. She's Teflon Shuttleworth.
0: I yeah, Debbie was great, that's wasn't what the
1: she? It was made of. Debbie was great this week, um, but I don't know. You you want to go for Glenda? Are you gonna go for Debbie? Are you gonna go for Ryan? I'll
0: go for Glenn. I'll keep asking. You're gonna sit with Glenn's yeah, out?
1: fine. Um I, I thought this Greek was was fab a- apart from the, the boring summer stuff and the some of the stew stuff was a bit dull. I wasn't into the face story, but all of the bits that I wasn't really interested in made up a really tiny amount of this week. The Tim and Sally story I thought was good. The the Sally kitchen porn website was hilarious to me. Everything about Glenda was fabulous. I loved the, all the bistro shenanigans as ridiculous as they were. Debbie is brilliant in the street need to keep hold of her. Love Ryan. He's um yeah severely underused recently so to put him in the front and centre was just brilliant for me this week. I'm actually going to go higher than you this week Gemma and I'm going to be the scoring this, um, this week's episodes for unresolved neurotic fixations out of five um my character of the week Ooh, maybe a, oh I think mm. it's a really tough one isn't it because like leading up to today I was thinking it was going to be Ryan and Debbie and then Jet Glenda just came and stole the show but did she steal the week no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Debbie down as despicable as she was, literally throwing Ryan under a bus for a scheme that she was very much responsible in, in some way for. Um I just found her incredibly entertaining to watch from from the quiff to the to the you know, quick reaction to the lights going off and what we're gonna do now to the to the backpedaling and letting Ryan take it all uh, all the flack for it because it was just funny um scurrying around I, I i think debbie was wonderful this week but you know if if there's a lot of glenda next week and i don't know when we had um well we we've said with our three returns that we've had recently spider stephen and um wendy they made a big impression for their first episode or two and then they disappeared off for a bit yeah. so maybe maybe this is all we're gonna see of glenda for the next month or so i certainly Possible. hope not but if she is gonna be um a major player next week then um watch out anybody else that wants to try and you know fight her for carriage of the week because um she's going to be she's a tough act good. to go up against so yes four and debbie for me good week well done coronation street let's move on to the news okay Gemma, how much do you love strictly come dancing on a scale of like one to ten, how much of your favourite programme is Strictly? Stop winding me up. Admit it.
0: Stop winding me up because <laughs> I don't like to do this.
1: We're not the biggest fans of things like Strictly Come Dancing, are we? But we may well be, no we won't, we won't be watching it this year, but some of you might be interested in watching it because there are two Cory alumni in it this year. Gemma, who have they got to look forward to in Strictly Come Dancing this autumn? Kim Marsh What? And Will Mellor. Who are they?
0: Kim Marsh is a bistro ninja. Yes. Called Michelle.
1: And Will Mellor is, is a, a wrongin'. He's a he's a called He's a Van crashing, not get wet in the rain bloke called Harvey.
0: Harvey Nicks.
1: Yes. That's what he did do, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He nicked things in the Why was that not the things. name of
0: the storyline? No, he
1: didn't actually nick anything. He was more of a more okay. of a seller than a taker. Yes, you that's right, everybody. If you like Kim Marsh and Will Mellor and Strictly Come Dancing, then you're, you're going to be, be out in a heaven. ball this autumn because they're going to be twirling about the dance floor and whatever else they get up to on that programme because they're the next chorus celebs to do that Real, reality tv stuff i've got nothing else to say about this but it's kind of news and it? it's a low news well, it's week it's not this
0: kind week. of news
1: it is news it is news this is news as well isn't it george banks our good pal george is going to be in a theater play this week he's got number two on our news slot this week Gemma, um we're gonna go see him aren't we he
0: Let's is j- going to be performing in dial m for murder at the theater royal windsor between the 16th and the 27th is that correct of August yes it's correct
1: that is correct I know when we went on to look for tickets they were only selling it up to the 22nd of August weren't they yeah. I'm pretty sure that it says it's the 22nd the 27th on the poster but anyway it's happening really soon and um, <laughs> and so we saw this I think Nancy found it on the uh, yes. on, online and, 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 and then uh, Rebecca told, the told yeah. us and um, and then we texted George saying why haven't you told us about this and he was like I was just about to tell you that this literally got out but he says that's why we're a bit busy recently but this is fantastic George Banks who played Corrie icon Henry Newton is going to be treading the boards again very very soon we are going to be going along in a couple of weeks to cheer him on and it'll be lovely so very pleased to hear about this let's Woo-woo! hope there's some some tv scouts there just waiting to snap him up and put him on the box because he's again. awesome again or bring back Henry to Cory. hashtag yes um and finally because we're on to the last bit of news already this week um this is this is a bit weird this one so you know we were talking about on Australia and stuff this week yes we did we had a conversation that we, lovely about conversation about, it. about that when i was doing my um research for it and i was talking about the um the trip that Doris Speed and and uh, Jack Leslie and Co did to Australia oh, in Pat's
0: 1966. In it. How could you call <laughs> and Co? come
1: and you. Who I didn't mention because I saw their name coming up in the in all the the, the reading that I was doing about it. But I thought this this is really important. Is Norman Frisbee. And then I felt really bad a couple of days later because I saw an obituary to Norman Frisbee. Um, and he died in June. But it's just been reported um, just recently. So if you if you know, like I probably would be, and like many people are, we're wondering who on earth is this Norman Frisbee chap. He was actually a really crucial person to the beginning of Coronation Street because he was the press officer at Granada when Coronation Street started. So he was literally, I think he was the Alison Sinclair. I was about to say he was the Alison um, Sinclair
0: of early Coronation Street. And, and
1: he, he worked for Granada, so he wasn't just working for Coronation Street um, back in the day, but uh, you know, he uh, I guess as Coronation Street grew in importance, that he kind of stuck around with that. But, um, yeah, he there's this um, really interesting interview with him on Granadaland.org. Um, it's either an interview or it's like a transcript of something that he said or anything. But I, I, i I'd never really heard of this guy before this week. But um, he, he, he come. He he was the person in charge of all of the publicity of Coronation Street selling it abroad and everything and, and it's quite possible that the spread of Coronation Street wouldn't be anywhere near as vast had it not been for the, the publicity talents of Norman Frisbee, uh, which I just think is a great surname. It's an excellent name all <laughs> well, wow, isn't it? Norman Frisbee. It just is. It's brilliant, it? sounds it?
0: like a character from Coronation Street.
1: Yeah. Um, so the, in this in this thing I was reading about him, there are a few little tidbits, and I won't say, all. Oh, you can read it yourself if you're interested, but one of the things that made me chuckle is that he was campaigning to Get Coronation Street on TV in America. And when he was doing that, he even produced a little glossary guide sort of thing, a Hi. dictionary of Lancashire phrases that could be printed inside their TV guide over there. So when uh, they were watching it so and people were saying, um or chuffed a little mint balls, whatever, they'd they'd be able to translate it into I am
0: happy about my mint uh, Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: exactly what it means. Um, so he was that. Uh, did I say this before? Yes, I did mention it. He he went to Australia with the cast in 1966. In fact, he went there a week in advance to kind of prep the groundwork for them there in in Australia. And um, so he, so you know, that was all to do with publicizing the show abroad. So the the whole success of that trip is partly down to this dude. Um, He also talked a little bit about how difficult it was to get newspapers interested in Coronation Street when it first launched. You know what it's like these days, you know, every day there's some kind of soap scandal on the tabloids. But back when Coronation Street started in 1960, they were like, no, why why would we want to put news about this programme? Um, on in our pages. But he said, you know, that by it took you know, twenty years or so for them to get interested by the eighties. So he 80s, was
0: working in the eight up to the eighties at least. Yeah I couldn't he, like, find right out start. I
1: couldn't find out how long he stayed there for. That's amazing. Um but yeah he was working there at least into the 80s because he said by that time papers were calling him daily literally saying what can we print about coronation street today we don't have a coronation street article in our papers please tell us anything is anyone Imagine leaving is anyone coming for any scandal in
0: the 80s going oh now you're come calling to me
1: yeah Um, There was one story that he talked about, about um, the news of the world got it into their head that Gail was going to fall down the stairs while she was pregnant with, I can't remember whether it was with Nick or with Sarah Louise, and they'd apparently had this hot tip off, and it was complete baloney, and, and they phoned up Norman, and he was like, no... I, I can't remember. I think that he said the line that they used to use was, which they still do use, is like, we don't comment on rumours and speculation. And But he was like... With this, like
0: the royal family. With
1: the, with this particular story, he was like saying, I think you really, really need to check your sources there. And they printed it anyways. It was all of the papers that Gail would be falling down the stairs and losing the baby. But... um it, it was not true and there was another story that um there was an event um some charity fundraiser or something that um kevin kennedy played curly and sally what? whit oh yeah and sally whitaker as she was then now um sally dinever um went along and, and there was one bit where they put their arm around each other because i they were just being camarades, camaraderie, or whatever they're
0: being camera odds and, yeah which is where you seek out the camera
1: Thank you. And um, eventually the Sun got hold of this and like a month later published it because they would, obviously didn't have any other Corrie news to print that day that Kevin and Sal were having a secret affair. And, um, and Norman threatened to take them to the press council before... Yeah, good. Because apparently sometimes when they used to put things in the papers that weren't true, some of the cast were like, sue them, sue them, sue them. And, and part of his job was saying, no, we, we can't sue see the papers. So we can't, know." so... um. Anyway, he did manage to get an apology for the son. But there was... The trouble
0: is, once you start suing people for stuff mm. that isn't true, if you don't sue them, it, you, you've just proven it's true. Yeah.
1: I wonder whether he was involved, and I can't remember when this happened, with the big thing about... Because they did take the son to court for saying that William Roach was boring, didn't they, at one <laughs> point? <laughs>
0: I haven't think I'm a great guy. <laughs> exactly.
1: That was his that was his design, <laughs> I'm sure. How I can don-
0: you take someone to court for calling somebody boring? We're gonna be hauled in front of the the um Supreme Court.
1: I think that if you if rape. you know anything about William Roach's life and what he gets up to off he's screen not boring. is uh, not in the least bit Ken boring Ken might be boring, but
0: William Roach isn't yes.
1: Um anyway, so um yeah he's just it was it's just this really, really interesting thing to it's a so massive, massive document this? on Granadaland.org oh, so This is all um, we- about this guy that I had literally never heard of before. Um, But it's so, so important to the Coronation Street history. And um, yeah, sadly, sadly, I mean, he was, he was 94. So he, he lived to a good old age.
0: Well, he also um, got up to some interesting things in later life,
1: didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, he was a deputy lord lieutenant of Greater Manchester in 1992, whatever that is. Well,
0: I mean, what else would you do? And he was also a
1: justice of the peace in the city of Manchester between 1973 and 1994. So he had quite he a, a lot, a lot of, of extracurricular activities actually. And um, the, I found this lovely quote uh, from Harry Kershaw, the famous writer, producer, etc. of Coronation Street back in back in the olden days, who said. <laughs> he said um Coronation Street wouldn't have been the phenomenon it is without Norman's journalistic skills so raise a, I, I raise a well glass done, to Norman you Frisbee. Norman Frisbee and I'm very sorry that I completely cut you out of the Australia oh, well, episode of the podcast earlier this week but now you've got given your given him his slot. tribute
0: and um sounds like a long life well lived which is yeah. the best thing that anyone can say about yeah, exactly after he's, you go.
1: he's also he was also um a very he's also done lots of work with hospices like apparently he was one of the founding members of a hospice that's like 50 years old at this point ah. um yeah he, he was he was very active in the community and, and all sorts so I um, yeah it was just really really lovely reading yeah, about him well, earlier, great. actually nice nice bit of Good learning here. I did yeah um that's kind of it for the news there has been some big news. That's been rumored this week, I'm um, not going to be talking about that in the similar way that we didn't um Talk to about a, other things. to another bit of news that went on earlier this year. This has not been commented on by coronation Street officially or indeed the cast member um about which the news is so um as much as it probably is true, I imagine um we'll we'll leave no, that even
0: that is not right and to say that well
1: i'm well, I we don't. The thing we don't, is. We literally don't know. Is, when we do cabin
0: extras, we only ever do them about confirmed things. So.
1: Generally, I think we do.
0: So I we're don't not going to. That's always the case. Well,
1: but I think that good, should be a I think good good, that's a pretty good, good route to go down at forward. the moment. But there were, if, if it turns out to be true, there'll be plenty of time to talk about it then. Oh, I forgot to say, I saw I saw Dan Brocklebank on Countdown today. That's news. Is that news that I saw no, Dan Brocklebank in Diction on It's not news Countdown. that you saw
0: a celebrity on the television. But Les
1: Dennis was there as well. I, 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 if you
0: saw him down the shop with les dennis that would be news well but not even then really I, that would be like heat magazine spotted in heat magazine remember that
1: i do yeah les dennis aka michael rodwell was hosting countdown because the person who was supposed to be counti- uh, counting counting know, down <laughs> hosting it got covid so then he had to step in there which mean that he was supposed to be in dictionary corner so they got dan Brockerbank to be in dictionary corner i watched the first 20 minutes of it felt very very stupid and thick when i couldn't get very many good words or numbers right um and so i stopped watching it but it was quite good and there was some there was some fun cory banter between the the two of them and uh the end that was it for that story really but
0: um do, 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 boom. feedback time
2: <generic music plays>
1: Okay, so we have got some feedback this week, obviously. Thank you, everybody, who sent us some feedback. Aren't they nice, Gemma? Yeah. So nice for feeding back everybody. And thank you, everybody, who scored on our Facebook poll. We have got, we Coronation Street scored three and a half. Nice round average, three and a half there, last week's episodes. We scored it. We were quite low last week, weren't we? We said like two and a oh, half, yeah. both of us at least. Oh, yeah. And I think only one person scored oh. that, though. So, yeah, we were a bit... We were a bit of Debbie a negative Dennis. Noreen last week, which is what John scored it, three of them out of five. Fiona scored it three missed business meetings worth £25,000 out of five. Mm. I hate it when and that happens. And Heather scored it three crystal balls the size of a melon wielding on casters out of five. <laughs> thank you everybody who Thanks voted on the poll guys. um don't forget to do it this week um right we've got a voice message another one another voice message from canada yes, love them thank, thank you very much you. everybody who sends us a voice message we love it so um, we we're gonna have a little a little break and listen to it so um Alison. thank you very much
2: what What's you she got to say yeah hi michael and Gemma. this is Alison from ottawa ontario canada I thought I would send you a voice message with all the talk about Stephen's accent. I have no idea why some people think his supposed Canadian accent is terrible. To me his accent is the same as mine, and I was born and raised in Ottawa and still live here. Probably by the time you're listening to this, the character of Stephen might be gone. I think right now we're three to four weeks behind the UK. I sometimes catch Coronation Street when it's on CBC but mostly I watch online on CBC Gem as they don't cut the scenes online. It's super annoying how they cut out scenes. If I watch on TV, then I watch the missing scenes from the Coronation Street Canada Extra YouTube channel. Right now, our Monday double episode is your Friday show. Then we have one episode Tuesday to Friday evenings, which makes us end the week with your Wednesday show, which is really terrible. I love the podcast, I've been listening from the beginning, really enjoy the Facebook group. I don't mind spoilers, and actually reading some of the posts that are written about the current UK timeline makes me laugh as I'm reading them out of context. One of the things I really like in particular are the interviews Michael does with actors of course, but especially with the behind the scenes people, as it's really interesting hearing about how the show was made. I've just watched Fizz and Phil's wedding and the aftermath here tonight. Poor Phil. I hope you and Abby are all well. I love the podcast room wall and I especially love the couch. Okay, bye.
0: Thank you, Alison. Oh, it's so nice to hear a new person. Even though you've been listening since the beginning, that's quite impressive. Ten years?
1: Yeah, 10, ten years.
0: actually mad. Been I can't believe this. we've been doing it this long, and I can't believe that people have been...
1: I know, but then I think, well, some podcasts that I listen to that that's I must true. have been listening to for more than 10 years now, because yeah. I've been listening to them longer than, than this, so that's really yeah. cool. I wonder how many people that are listening there have been listening since episode one. There must be a There must be a must good be handful. Like three,
0: at least. I don't know but
1: it's really cool um, Thank you for, I'm glad that you enjoyed the interviews Alison's a Phil well. fan too or, yes. or at
0: least she feels bad for him But, so I,
1: but I, I do think it sucks That um, Canada or I guess probably other places As well the episodes Don't line up
0: That's so annoying that would really wind me up
1: Because you, literally I mean we put the episode Numbers of the podcast and everything But you can't just say I'm going to listen To this week's episodes after Well no Wednesday. you can't listen to half
0: a podcast Can you? No, because the way we do the stories, we, we break them up by storylines, not by days. No, I guess,
1: no, but I, no, actually, I guess you can just listen to the podcast once Wednesday. Yeah, of course you can, but your time, can't you? But yeah,
0: but it's still annoying.
1: Very annoying. Come on, Canada, get it together. But anyway, it's not
0: Canada's fault.
1: Lovely to hear from you, Alison. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank love you. A, love a voice message. Let's yeah, get we a do few more in our lovely anniversary voice well. month. Speaking of anniversaries, Gemma, happy wedding anniversary. Happy we have now past midnight. Aww. Podcast kiss. Mwah. Ah, that was a genuine kiss. <laughs> Literally, but, well, on the lips. We're
0: allowed to because we're married. We have been we're married, not married not for twelve years.
1: You're allowed to kiss on a podcast, it <laughs> Right. Um, I am going to read a feedback from Jamie who says, "Totally agree with you about hope and how she's treated." Fizz and Tyrone speak to her like she's extremely young, but my gosh, she set fires, an emails convincing enough to cancel a registrar, and profess love of Phil's ex to <laughs> Phil's ex wife. Pulled off a false kidnapping. Joseph haggled with an adult to get the reward <laughs> money. Accessed Phil's laptop to. Read about her dad, got into a digger, and has enough knowledge to destroy a car with it, even having enough emotional intelligence to recognise adult relationships. Tyrone's intention with Fizz and Fizz not loving Phil, the list goes on.
0: She's quite precocious.
1: She is a little bit, isn't she? I've loved Phil as a character almost too much because it's made me realise how heartless Fizz, Fizz can be. Yeah. Them kissing on the doorstep and Tyrone calling Fizz his little swamp duck in Jack's voice. I was screaming, no, at my TV. Yeah. The forced nostalgia. Is not working on me. Yeah. fizz knew how Tyler Jones' relationship with Alina destroyed her and she went and did that to someone else yeah. and then acted as though Phil wasn't being reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I agree. I know you do, I get that. My heart I'm too- sorry, I'm sorry. Just just because I'm English, I'm not a very good hype woman because of my accent. <laughs> Excuse me. Amen Jamie. No Bridget. I
0: can't do it that I can't just be who I am <laughs> My heart yes, truly broke Jamie, for Phil correct.
1: I haven't felt this bad for a character in a long time Maybe Jamie was too good And this isn't what Cory wanted Even the little details like Fizz's wedding night. Tyrone was happily watching Don with a takeaway. Why didn't they have him crying over a photo of them together? That would have given me something to show me how much he loves her. But no. Mouthful of noodles and okay come back later is what he says there on the doorstep. They are both bad people and deserve each other. They do. Lol. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was really feeling the seriousness of this, Jamie. And then you said lol at the end of it. and no, I can't take anything you say seriously. Lol. At this point, I hope that Timpertense ends with some drama, like an affair with Aggie or an adult no, film addiction. No. Because if the moral is just, our oh, Sally and Tim found each other other ways to show their love, then I'm bored. Ha ha. Well, lol. Well,
0: <laughs> I think it seems to be going... I don't know. I...
1: D- I'm
0: burping. That's why I'm silent. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I. Uh, so it's interesting to me. I mentioned before about having problems with mental health, and like I have just finished doing a, like um like a therapy course, and it was interesting because some of the things that Tim, I don't have erectile dysfunction, <laughs> but some of the things that that um that have come up in this storyline. Are kind of resonating a little bit with me, like having breakthrough revelations about the source of what the problem is that I have. Like Tim going, "Oh God, actually, it's not about this; it's about the light bulb moments. Yeah, that was really interesting. Also, the stuff about, um, oh, the therapist is making us do this, and we don't know why, but so we're going to laugh and not do it. It's like, yeah, sometimes um, you do feel stupid, but you have to do what you get told to do, otherwise, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna make it through. So. Um, Although you're saying here that you think that there's not enough drama in the story, I think sometimes it's just because it's not hitting you in a a sort of mm. a, a sort of personal place. and so when it doesn't hit you there, you want a bit more drama, don't you? You want something a bit more meaty, but um if you can if sometimes if you can find a little crack in the story and a way to insert yourself into the, into the, <laughs> into the action.
1: I, <laughs> then, di- I didn't think, it's I, I think... it needed to. I just enjoyed the, the, the comedy of it. I was definitely down on this story at the beginning. Yeah. But in the second half, it's, uh, it's definitely got a lot but, of life. It's got a bit more zing.
0: But Jamie's definitely brought up some interesting point I was going to mention earlier, but I decided that it wasn't the right time because we'd moved on. But the adult film addiction thing is really interesting because it did feel like, why are we bringing this in? T- why, why is Tim... Watching porn now, and why you know Sally was quite upset about it, but then she seemed to completely get over it. And I was, I was kind of expecting us to end up having to have a a discussion on the podcast about, you know, it, uh, is Sally right to be mad at him? Because I know that um, different there, are different,
1: were listen, different there are different listen, there are different viewpoints
0: about this, and it's incredibly controversial because you know some people consider watching porn to be cheating and some people think that that is ridiculous you know and people have different boundaries and at the end of the day to me it's completely irrelevant what your boundary is the only important thing is that you clearly communicate it to your spouse or partner and if they don't respect it then you have a problem it's not Problem where your boundaries are. The only problem is if you don't agree on those boundaries. And there, there, it felt like we were going somewhere with that, mm. with this story, and then it just disappeared into I, the. Ether. I just
1: wonder how much they can get away with talking about it on a pre-watershed show because it well, was then all they very have tame. Brought it out then, but I don't know. Could they have like in-depth conversations about it? Would that end up being a little bit too rescaled? Well, I, I
0: don't definitely know. think there's a lot of very. um I think you're probably right it wouldn't have worked on coronation street but i really think that people do need to have a bit more of a discussion here about what's going on with with like pornography and how easy it is to access and is it actually changing the way people view relationships and is it damaging i don't think you need to agree or disagree to realize that there is a discussion that can be had there Hmm. right but coronation street just kind of like raised it and then went all done like that i'm not going to bother with that and then dumped it on the well, there's also
1: the dangers around the lesser known addiction of um, furniture websites and I think if Sally had gone down a little rabbit hole there, yeah. that, that could have been a storyline spiralling out of control there, couldn't it? Yeah
0: yeah definitely see I can I can definitely sympathize <laughs> with that because I'm addicted to next
1: yeah sometimes website. sometimes we're here recording the podcast and you're just scrolling through Looking the next at website.
0: <laughs> catalogue. And also I am definitely addicted to Accado Flash sales.
1: It's true.
0: I do. I, I go, I've I learned how to game the system. Mm. I, I put in fake delivery dates just so I can get the flash sales. <laughs> and then you go through and you select all, them all. And then you go back and there's a whole lot of new ones. Is this, you turning, can select into a,
1: a, is this turning into a Gina Seddon style online uh, shopping addiction? Well, I'm not or going to say... going back further, Myra Booth catalogs.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to say that I bought a whole duck just because it was £8, but that's what I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> £8 pounds for a duck. That's A whole duck. Can, you, can you, get, did you get another two of them could, we can pin them onto the wall behind us? We so can have actual ducks there.
0: I hate to tell you this, it doesn't have a head.
1: Oh, I don't fancy it's that. It's not a live duck. <laughs>
0: it's just the whole one.
1: Right. Um. Thank you very much. Very, very much, Jamie. Yeah, um, thank you, Jamie. That was very... wise yeah. words from Gemma. Alton. You and are right. I just right. made silly jokes. You're right. Gemma, what does Rebecca have to say about last week's curry?
0: Rebecca says... First of all, just to say how much I enjoyed speaking to Michael. Yes. Oh, yes, I Rebecca spoke to Rebecca this
1: Rebecca was um, my last fan that I interviewed for the quiz. Did
0: She did answer questions about Toya. And she wanted to do a quiz as one of the long-lasting listeners to Conversation Street. Wanted to participate in something for the 10th anniversary. I'm sending this before I answer the question, so I hope <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself too much.
1: Not at all. But, this but, was great.
0: Yeah, Rebecca, I'm really glad that you said that. And I'm glad that you got a place to... Um, you're the, one of the old guard and also thank you so much for everything you do, um, moderating and helping us and uh, yes. sending us news and stuff. Very
1: nice speaking to Rebecca and others in this past week. I'm looking forward to being able to share that with you.
0: <gasps> right, Rebecca says she loved Kevin smashing Stephen's car and agree that think that Mike Laval did as well. Stephen deserved it, he was so annoying this week and I think he could turn into a bit of a villain I I agree
1: actually. Mm.
0: Rebecca says I'm starting to think he might not be the successful businessman he's making out to be and that's why we have so upset Kevin is that he could have rented the car
1: I <laughs> think he definitely has got enough you know a bit of history to know that he has been a successful businessman because he's been in the business business since like mid 90s at least but yeah it could be that things are going a bit sour for working old at the K-Bet. business factory yeah
0: Love the last scene on Fridays now. I'm hoping it's come to an end. The whole Alfie storyline and now turns back into the court case. I'm sorry, but I don't really like Aaron and Summer, although I did feel sorry for Summer when she couldn't zip the dress up. It's really easy to put weight on being a diabetic. So yeah, I sympathise with her. I also agree with Aaron not being...
1: (laughs) That just reminds me. Do you remember the scene where Jerry Booth is trying to help Mavis do a zip up for somebody's wedding? Do you remember that? No. It was funny. I can't remember anymore. Um, relevant, work. relevant to the conversation. Sorry, I'll, I'll just get back to striking the cat.
0: <clears throat> Rebecca says, I also agree with Aaron not being, not being nasty with her the way Summer made out to Billy, but he was really, he was really nasty to her and he wasn't. And yes, Michael, he does remind me of Curtis. Oh, there we go. He reminds me of Rob Pattinson, so there you go. Cross I'm assuming...
1: Patson and Curtis. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. I'm assuming that whatever Stu did... I'm assuming that whatever Stu did, he was falsely imprisoned, but he served his time as we know he's been in prison. I'm hopefully assuming the story will be the way to clear his name for good, although yes, me won't like it as he's lied to her, and that makes him just like Jeff. Which oh, is I
1: record, it's almost like you've seen Coronation Street before. It's
0: almost like you listen to the podcast. Um... Which is like the podcast that we just recorded, even though we know that she didn't. (laughs) It's a shame, as I love their scenes this week. I also don't understand why Yasmin would be interested in Stephen. I also thought Ali and Ryan were back together again after, after that little hiccup with Daisy, but maybe I was wrong. I loved Madame Sienna. I'm going on holiday in September to Tenerife, so I'll look for her there. (laughs) <laughs> although i was annoyed at her mentioning him around as she obviously saw that in the papers i really hope ryan turns down debbie's offer as he's too nice to stage you break in also great to see toya again i kind of hope audrey doesn't go back to the salon but it could be more marie and david at trim up north i just hope audrey confines in someone before it's too late even though i'm relieved phil signed the annulment forms i didn't want him to go for good i did think he might be mad dog oh yeah mad dog who's that
1: yeah, that story's this, just this, completely disappeared, this So this week, was hasn't who it?
0: Hope was talking about online uh, who's talking
1: to, to. Yeah, sorry. Talking about your family. Yeah, that's
0: right. Good point, good remembering, Rebecca.
1: She's putting in the hooks for a, a later story, I think.
0: Yeah, she says, I did think he might be mad dog, but he could come back later. I really hope it's not someone wanting to abuse Hope. I would much rather it be Sam trying to be sweet, but it isn't. Speaking of Sam, didn't he want to go to Oak Hill last year, so maybe he won't be going to Willy High?
1: Maybe.
0: Now Rebecca We know that Phil has said he's left. And actually, we're going to have an interview.
1: (gasps) I was going to reveal that. Oh, you stole my thunder. We
0: haven't said it yet.
1: I haven't said... We have got Jamie McKenna on the podcast next week, everybody. That's exciting, isn't it? It's
0: very exciting. Very
1: lovely. I did an interview with him just a few days ago. So we're going to be releasing that early next week. Look forward to it. But if you're one of our Patreon members, at Speed Dial tier or above, you can listen to it now if
0: you like. Now, the only reason I brought this up now... Is because um, now uh, Jamie does talk about how he's uh, not in Coronation Street anymore. That's it, you know, and he wants to go back, etc., etc. And you know he's had his exit uh, video on Cory social media to Mm -hmm. say bye, everybody, bye. But, just to point out also that we did have an interview with Kate Spencer, where we were talking oh, yes. to her about, well, Michael was talking to her about coming back to Corey, and she was like, oh, I would really love to if they asked me. And then, like, three weeks later, she's <laughs> she back on the it, show. Yeah.
1: Just for two days or so, two episodes. So, but... I just want
0: to point out that um, Conversations G is completely spoiler-free, apart from the end bit sometimes, and we will warn you. So... If he were to come back and it was to be Mad Dog, we would not know. And just because you have you have heard an interview with him talking about being not on the show anymore does not mean that His he couldn't one. surprise us. Yes. So not that I'm saying that that's going to happen. I would absolutely be thrilled if it did. I think the likelihood of it happening is like very, very low indeed. Um, but I just wanted to say that in case anybody wondered. Yes. Rebecca says, finally, glad to see Tim and Sally and really hope that we get to see the casino night as that would be brilliant. Well, what did you think, Rebecca? We got to see it and it was brilliant, I thought. Also, great to see Streetcar's office for the first time since the pandemic. It finally feels like things are getting back to some sort of normal. Character of the week is Kevin, just for smashing up Stephen's (laughs) car. I'll give it three helpline numbers given out by Debbie for people who complain about the psychic night out of five.
1: (laughs) Lovely, lovely. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Right, on to Jonathan. Now, this email's only just come in. In fact, at the end of the email, Breaking he says you. he doesn't think it's going to fit into this week's podcast, but it did, because well, I had wrong, a
2: look.
1: He'd had a little breather earlier, and I looked on the email, and it was like, ooh, it's Jonathan. He says, I'm only giving feedback on the George, Sean storylines, a.k.a. Ding mm-hmm. Dong, Lenders Here, or Toothache, they're <laughs> bad titles, this week, because he it's, said that. He because it's the only one that I've been invested in, and this week... Ooh, Glenda is a brilliant breath of fresh air to the show, and I'm already loving her. Calling Eileen Nan was brilliant, and the George <laughs> storyline felt like proper classic Corrie. That's true. The beginning of the week was great to see Sean have a bit of a storyline that's actually quite good, and hopefully Dylan is sticking around. I love that he's so interested in The Undertaker's but the comedy of the dinner in Monday's episode was brilliant too. I didn't expect George's tea to come out, but Sean <laughs> fretting over Dylan's tea shows how much he's stepping up to be a dad, which yeah. is really nice to see. Them all set round like, just eat the dinner, and it was just going to be overcooked. He's getting something to do, and the dynamic family of Eileen, George, Todd, and Sean is great. Not sure if Mary still lives there, though, because throwing Dylan in the mix is great too. Yeah, d- d- where does Mary... does Mary... I, bring back Mary's campervan no I idea where Mary yeah, at least when she had a campervan we knew what was what see I was saying earlier in the podcast that I think they've got a great dynamic so we've got somebody on my side here I hope Dylan stays because the dynamic is so good and it doesn't feel outlandish and their stories balance comedy and serious stuff well George's fight with The Undertaker was pretty good but it was Monday and Friday I enjoyed the most George has really grown on me since he was brought in. Literally, this is just the same as I was saying earlier in the podcast, wasn't it? Do you
0: think that we've accidentally been live broadcasting to Rebecca and Jonathan?
1: Maybe. Um, I really like him as a character. Glenda was a real good character in Friday's episode. She's going to be a great regular and bring in some comedy. She's very much bubbly and brilliantly written already. She's going to be a great for comedy and she needs to be in scenes with Mary. Though I hope this means that Eileen has a new rival that isn't Gail for a while.
0: Oh, now that's an interesting perspective that I never considered. That Ali might get jealous.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think she's got to worry about George jumping into bed with her sister.
0: No, of course not. That's not (laughs) what anyone's saying. But you might feel jealous, like I remember sometimes when receive
1: George's affections.
0: When we used to go um stay with your parents and your sister Jane was there, I just used to get annoyed of you guys going hee 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 and like kicking ki and poking and like hitting each other and like talking about stuff I had no idea what you we were talking about and saying, Oh, you know, so and so, Sheila this and Mary that and Bobby this and mm. Brian whatever and I'd be like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Dunno. Oh maybe, maybe. I have to see. Um, I have a theory. I don't have a theory, Jonathan. has one that probably won't go anywhere? But Friday got me thinking. Oh God. It was hilarious seeing George on painkillers, and it was just comedy from some of the other stories um, that haven't gripped me. The Stew storyline is finally going somewhere, and I'm not been gripped by some of the story of the other storylines. Okay, so my theory is that Dylan was so interested in the Undertakers, and Dod- Todd Todd works at the Undertakers. Friday, Todd and Sean had the Wizard of Oz battle, which was brilliant. The Glinda and Jane McDonnell references were hilarious. Not only am I gay, I loved seeing Sean be a dad and it was not questioned. I also loved the Wicked the wicked and Wizard of Oz and I thought I saw a spark between them till Lawrence walked in and Sean's attention was drawn away which is why Todd smartened his blazer as his armour over his heart. It might just be me wanting Todd away from Paul and Billy but I'm sure he's trying to deny he still likes Sean. <sighs> There's I'd love... I I think I would love Todd and Sean together. I'd love it. Both Sean and Todd really look good in those suits. Maybe the man Sean seeks is already living with him. Wishful thinking. We know Todd has been good with Dylan before, so he can stuff up. If he needs to be, what would you say about Sean and Todd getting together? I think they were a great little double act today. I think it would be fun. And and I have said, get Todd away from Billy, because he's a bit of a, a fun sucker, isn't he? But then people might say that about Sean as well. People do say that about Sean.
0: I just think like there's that Sean is not Todd's intellectual equal at all and um they would not click I just don't think that they would click because I think that Sean's too frivolous and not very intellectual and Todd not necessarily is those things but he certainly thinks he is.
1: Mm. Maybe but you know chalk and cheese and all that. I think it might be quite nice.
0: Yeah, but I think it's not like chalk and cheese. I think it's more like two types of cheese that don't go together, like um, American processed food. They don't even call it cheese here. It's called processed food slice. (laughs) And aged cheddar. Hmm. Like, you wouldn't have those on a cracker together, would you? Like
1: borsan and dairy Lee.
0: No, because you could mix those together, mm. like borsan and parmesan. <laughs> Let me
1: finish this email. This pool of characters are great and bounce off each other really well. Glenda is going to be such a great addition. It would be brilliant if the percussionist and sous chef... That's who it was, wasn't it, that she was talking about having it off with on the boat. Mm. Sorry, cruise ship. <laughs> she just, not a boat. <laughs> she'll end up taking them on a cruise at this rate. She's going to be a great character. Someone Evelyn would comment on, which would be brilliant. Ah, oh, yes. now...
0: This is a question. What was Evelyn gonna make of her? Is she gonna like her or hate her? Because it's gonna be one or the other.
1: I can't see whether there's much to like for Evelyn there. I think she's too in her face.
0: Okay, interesting. I'm. I. I wonder if they'll ever ever talk, but. Um. I would, yeah, I want to know what she makes of her. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: it's just great seeing some long, long stay characters getting new life with these new characters coming in to bring in new stories. Though hopefully Toy by the storyline comes back, and Audrey's story is really sad, but glad to see the other characters get ones that haven't had many over the past few years. Love the podcast. And congrats on 10 years.
0: Yay. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you. One more email to go, Gemma. This is from Nancy, of course. I'm drying
0: you're, up here.
1: You're drying up, are you? you? have a glug of Coke. We're nearly there. You've I've wet
0: been, your whistle. I feel like I've been out of it. Uh, I don't know if it's been reflected. I think it has been. I feel very out of it today. I haven't noticed that. I've i been an idiot today.
1: You've been on your deadline. It's been hard for you. Okay,
0: right. Nancy. Our final piece of feedback, she says, Stephen was over-the-top shouting at Kevin about his car. How can you expect a car to get fixed while you're shouting at him? (laughs) That's a good point. This was much ado about nothing. Aaron should have not worked on... speaking,
1: can I just interrupt there? There was an article on Metro, I think, this week that Duncan Lindsay possibly wrote about Charlie DeMello's new moustache that he's been sporting in some of his pictures recently. And at the end of the article, it said that he's um, filming a new version of much Ado about nothing to be broadcast next set year set in like set in last, mexico
0: yeah last, a turn of the last century's mexico
1: can confirm this is not true no
0: he's not
1: it's it's charlie says it's likely to be a re-release of a of something that he did on stage a long time ago yeah but, uh, he is not he was currently in a performance that.
0: of that nature but it is not being filmed now no Right, so where did I get to? Nancy says, there's much to do about nothing. Aaron should not have worked on Stephen's car. Stephen called Kevin a liability, but I feel it's Stephen who's a liability. And did we need this drama with Abby? Hmm? Stu and Nazmeen make a good couple. I like Stu's scene with Kelly. Spider would be wonderful in a food waste story. Where yeah. the hell is he?
1: Maybe that's what's going to bring Spider back. Because Maybe he's like not...
0: you can't be environmentally friendly without me being involved. I don't know who, what you think you are going around behind my back doing environmental things. He clearly me. didn't
1: come in for just two episodes, so um, this would be a perfect time for Spider to come back.
0: So I don't that he doesn't know what. not have to
1: delve around in bins anymore. You can just have cold curry.
0: Yeah, I really don't know what the thinking is behind some of the big um, returns that we've had. Who have come in, like especially the way that Spider came in. Um, like the way they filmed it, like he was walking and you couldn't see his face. It kind of reminded me of the Tony Blair video where his, his head's covered in a balloon. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Anyway, some people will know what I'm talking about. But the way that they introduced him, he was like, look at this significant return. And then he was like, well, bye then.
1: I know. It was bad enough for Ken and, uh, for, sorry, for Wendy and Stephen. Because they came in for a couple of episodes and then they weren't in it for about a week and a half. But at least they were then in it, spiders. It's now, it's been literally a month since he was in it. Because he first made, he made his first appearance on, it was the day before my birthday, wasn't it? So yeah, it's been over a month since Spider's been in this programme. Come on.
0: Well, sometimes These things what happen all back
1: the most. behind
0: the scenes and we don't know what they are, but I know. Um, it feels like, um, weird. It feels mm. weird. So.
1: Spider and Glenda.
0: Hmm. I don't, I don't think she'd get him. I don't think she'd get him. Do you him.
1: think that? No, <laughs> <laughs> she's probably seen people of all walks of life Can on a cruise Can I also ships? say
0: that she would not like? He would not like her being on a cruise ship because they are one of the worst oh, yeah. pollutants. Oh, well, they're completely. If you think about it from an environmental point of view, they're like a black hole of waste yeah. for no reason at all. But I love them. Yeah, um, <laughs> Debbie getting Ryan to stage a break-in could be rather fun. The psychic was hilarious. I love seeing Toya and Leanne's reactions. I hope we will see some Toya scenes with Alfie soon. Toya needs to be part of his life. I can't believe all of those things that we were saying about predictions about how we, you know what was going to happen, how are Toya and how are Toya and Abby going to team up. If if Imran's still around, are they going to sneak off with a kid together? And do they have a secret plan? Mm. And uh, how would Toya? How is Toya going to be part of? No, nobody cares anymore.
1: I know, it feels like it's, it's gone. It's like, that's it. It, it could will come never back when Toya to returns to the it's show. It's going to be
0: like what happened the right. other day when uh, Jack casually said to Ruby, I could have been your mum, or whatever he said. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you
1: got to, We nearly had a shared grandma.
0: Like, just a casual, like, in 20 years' time, someone's going to be like, Oh, do you know, do you know old n- Nana Toya? <laughs> she, she could have been your mum. Yeah. And then he, he'll be like, What? And then we won't ever talk of it again. Mm.
1: But, you know, in the show in 20 years' time, that's pretty good.
0: Well, I hope so. Continue. <sighs> I do not want Phil to leave, says Nancy. I was crying when I realised he was actually going. He did it with so much class, though. I thought Fiz would change her mind when she returned the ring to Phil. I like seeing the streetcar set. I miss Eileen in there. I give this week's episodes two and a half burning embers out of five. The character of the week is Debbie. Thank you. For a creative podcast, I love you and Gemma doing the voice of Stephen. Thank you very much. I do like doing accents, but I also feel like... Your Donald Trump accent are last week. going to be um, having to be edited out of the podcast in like a year's time when it becomes unacceptable to do Canadian accents for some reason.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of doing voices, um, there's something to look forward to in my interview with Jamie McKenna. Oh, spoiler week. alert. There's a little tease for you there. Yeah, there's, Somebody's definitely, in. <laughs> somebody, there's definitely a hilarious moment. <laughs> there, is, there is. I'm looking forward to being able to share that with everybody very soon next week. And that is it for our First podcast of August apart from to say thank you very much Julie who signed up to our Patreon this week we love you lots and lots thank Don't you very forget, much
0: now's the best time to sign up get your whole month's worth
1: yeah
0: um, of money because you get charged at the beginning and you get charged when you join up
1: exactly so you get
0: charged at the beginning of the month so if you, if you join at the end of the month you get charged basically twice so thank you very much if you would like to join sign up for our Patreon you can find us patreon.com slash conversation street probably and you get lots of perks like you get to listen to our latest patron episode exclusively to our patrons all of our patron is, episodes which is top five top five things. things that we want to happen in the future for the future in the future to reflect the future the present which is the present now and that is the top five that we did <laughs>
1: If, you want to, if that's um, made you intrigued, then there's only one way that you can find out what Gemma's really meant then, and that's by signing up.
0: And the good thing about it is that I'm much more eloquent in the actual episode. Mm. And I actually know what it is we're talking about. And there's wow. like 35 episodes all on there right now for you just to listen to. And we also have an Instagram where we did our live this week about our wall, which if you like watching paint dry, it was sort of like that. <laughs> but it was already dry, so it was even more boring. Um Spotify, which is where we are available.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. You yeah. can you can leave us a review.
1: Nice one, please. On
0: iTunes. Um we've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group, and the group is secret, and you have to send me five pounds. And also everyone on there who's already on there, can you please send me five pounds? Because I've got <laughs> to get that money off you before you join. We also have a YouTube channel which is where we put videos.
1: And sometimes videos.
0: We put videos and we put Mostly. static images of us talk with us talking behind, yes. which is technically but a video. There
1: was the video of the, of the wall this week, wasn't that? And next week there'll be a video, of Jamie McKenna, and hopefully soon when we go to Manchester, there'll be more videos. And
0: I just want to also say that I may sound completely drunk, but I am actually sober. Yeah, you're looking more
1: have you?
0: crazy and insane now than I normally do when I'm drunk. Well, it is so... twenty
1: to one. It's a bit late in it. Um, Do you think we should call it a day there? We've been talking long enough.
0: Yeah. It's the end of the day and we've done our thing.
1: It's our wedding anniversary. We're going and to have a nice meal out tomorrow night. Where are we going again? We're going to, We're going to a
0: restaurant
1: going to a restaurant for nice tea tomorrow but we need to and go to the a
0: own. fish restaurant
1: i know oh gosh oh, there I'm is some so is there something nice for me on there Missed there's that, I don't like a dish fish.
0: of chicken oh, that, for then. my boring husband
1: <laughs> but we gotta go to the allotment first and do boring work on yeah the but
0: luckily the host ban has been
1: lifted for allotment holders Oh, Hooray, right,
0: right. that doesn't mean you can waste water. we still got to move
1: the strawberry patch tomorrow, though. I'm not really looking forward to that.
0: I think we should just burn it down yeah. and buy strawberries. Anyway,
1: thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> we will be back, probably on Tuesday, with the Jamie McKenna interview. Yes, another And then, yes. um, and then another this brilliant time interview next week with what next week's was about. Yeah, and was, al- was
0: cool. also would like to say, on behalf of everybody that I'm very proud of you, of all the interviews that you do, you're very good at it, I think that you don't appreciate how good you are, and I think that I'm very lucky to have such a wonderful co-host.
1: Oh, are you are only saying that because it's our wedding anniversary? Yeah, are you yeah, trying no, to let me a... to say something back to you know. I'm not as happy. Exactly no, thank ridiculous. you. <laughs> no,
0: thank you. This is exactly the speech I gave at our wedding. I was oh. like, I couldn't have asked for a better co-host, he does all the interviews. That... <laughs> we weren't
2: even the
1: Right. Thank you, Gemma. You're quite lovely too.
0: Yeah.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: <laughs> Isn't
1: she great? Oh, shut up. See you next time. Ciao, Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. The Bye-bye. music for this episode Bye-bye. came from PodcastThemes.com. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.